are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime. Prime time. It's XL Prime Time, featuring Joe C. Why in the world am I sitting back and being quiet about this? Matt Hayes. Suck it up, Buttercup. Mia O'Brien. My nose just decided to start bleeding. And Leon Searcy. Now you're yeah. just talking Tom Fuller. Yeah. yeah. How you like me now? Well, how would you describe it last night? Uh, maybe tomfoolery might be a good way to describe it. Uh, a hurting Tuesday today. Uh, we've been coming out of a, a lot of weekends with Victory Mondays, and this is just a hurting Tuesday uh, on XL Primetime. Welcome in. Uh, we're going we're gonna to deal with that loss. We're going to talk about it. We're going to sort through it. We're going to wait for Dougie Peterson, Dougie Fresh, with his presser around 1230 to find out about not only the health of Trevor Lawrence, but the health of all the others, including Chris Kirk. He was Christian Kirk. He was the first one to go down. Anyway, none of it was good um, defensively last night. None of it was good injury wise last night. So you guys are more than welcome to jump in. You can hit the pop off line two zero seven seventy seventy one. Voice some frustration. Uh, we're going to try and do it as best we can today. Beaver Toyota, Beaver Chevy, bringing you today's show. Just left the Beaver Chevy lot. Uh, with my man Brett Morgan and Nick and all of them over there. So uh, I'll be bragging on them all day long because they got great stuff going on over there, that's for sure. But, Leon, mm. first off, Mia is out. She'll be in in just a little bit, and then yeah. she's probably going to catch the Doug Peterson presser so we can get an idea of what the latest is. So mm. she'll be doing that. But, sirs, I, I just talked to Logs as he was walking yeah. out the door, and there's nothing worse than getting beaten up or manhandled, and that's kind of the feeling that I got out of last night. Well, listen, Joe, I was thinking about this this morning because I re-watched the game. I re-watched the game, right? And I can remember as a third grader when I was in school or whatever, I remember the first day of class, we all sat in class, right? All right, and Miss Sylvia, who I was had a crush on, absolutely. Miss Sylvia was the teacher. Was it third grade? It was a third grade teacher. I had right. Mr. Sony. Did you we have Mr. Both Sony? Had all right, so wow, I had a, first, I, hang on, I had a crush on <laughs> my you? third grade teacher. All right, this oh, name is Mrs. Yeah. Tax. Okay, Mrs. Wow. Sylvia. Okay, so when what you, is it about third grade? Yeah. Here's the thing: so you, when you go in class, mind, when yeah. you go in class, right, you okay. sit wherever you want to sit. Then Mrs. Sylvia gets in front of the class and say, "Hey, listen, every week, you know how you act. Every week, you're going to move up until when you get to the front of the class, you get a treat. All right. So I mean, so so. Every week, I would, I would always get to the second row, then I would do something stupid, and then I would never make it to the front row to get a treat. <laughs> you were right? such a nerd. I, I love that. I love so, that, so I, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about this last night. I'm, I'm looking at this Jaguar team. I'm thinking about all the stars aligned at home against a struggling Cincinnati Bengals team. You have an opportunity, the number one seed is on the line, to get to the head of the class and to get that treat, which is the number one seed. And once again, this this Jaguar team just fell short. I feel like they're, they're me in that second row, never getting to see Miss Sylvia in the front row. All right, <laughs> it's so a great, I, uh, it's a great analogy, I'm, and, well, I, and that, I think you're hitting it. That's that that that, that, that I don't understand that this, this team had everything in front of them last night, and it's some unfortunate things happened. Like that you have no, you know, Trevor Lawrence getting hurt, walk a little, Christian Kirk, all those kind of things. But you had the struggling Bengals team. That giving up sacks, it wouldn't it had a new quarterback in Jake Brown, inability to run the football, and all those things they couldn't do a week ago or two weeks ago. Yeah. They did against us. I mean, Jake Brown, they freaking had 83 percent completion rate. They ran the ball for one hundred fifty yards. They got four sacks on them. They got pressure. We couldn't run the ball. We couldn't protect. I mean, I don't understand what this team's kryptonite is at home, but they need to fix it. 
Yeah, because it's becoming more of a trend. You know, you yes. can start off with, you know, that, uh, you know, first bad, second, you know, more bad. Then now it becomes a trend because they are not winning at the bank. And by the way, the atmosphere was great. The crowd was loud. Mm-hmm. There was no doubt that they had enough energy in the building to get it done. But the shortcomings came on defense and then obviously the injuries. And, and when Trevor went down, the, you know, that whole entire fan base at the bank, Matt, you know, you all of a sudden you just – you kind of you kind of just take that deep breath and you're like, oh man, Walker Little got blocked back into him, rolled over the ankle, pretty serious looking. We'll find out how bad it is, but that's one of that's one of many things that were bruised last. That's night. one of the Leon's trying to put that on me. By the way, now he's yeah. trying to blame me for that one. So l- let me just say this. Let me just say, I'm this. not trying to blame you. <laughs> I am. For what? Because I mean, that mojo you put on a couple of weeks ago saying, hey, well, 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 something happens to Trevor. You never, never know. You have to deal might with it. might have uttered and that. And I said, man, don't do that. Don't say that out loud. Keep, that's inside voice. I remember you saying that. I meant wish J.J. could pull up. To, yeah, you might have uttered yeah, that. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're hackery, by the way, we're uh, back on the text line, they said not only, got to. not only did we all have crushes on our third grade teachers, but that Matt has a crush on Greg Sankey. <laughs> on <laughs> Greg Sankey? Sure. All right. <laughs> So, by the way, Leon wasn't blaming Matt on the injury yeah. in the pre-show meeting. He had another guy that he was going after pretty right. hard, which, which of course went to me son. too as well. You're yeah, your son, son. Right. Right. which is Walker Little, a football play. But whatever. All right, listen. Here's the thing, man. We can get by the Walker Little getting bull rush, the Trevor Lawrence injury, um, the Anton. By the way, the Anton, Anton Harrison holding call, bro. That just... game is over if that doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah, forty-two we can get by yards. That, we can talk about the defense. How they, you know, we're bragging on them. They play their worst game of the season. You know what this really comes down to, bro? And I want, I want you to talk about this. I don't think this team gets the fact that you've got to play every week. That this is a league where anyone in the league, any team, any time can beat you. I think that's why they have the ups and downs. Yeah. That's why yeah, it's a roller, roller coaster. coaster. Because they don't realize that when you go out there, like that Bengals team, I kept saying this for five five days. Yesterday I was stressing it. They are going to play hard. And what did they do? They went out there and played their ass off. Yeah, I like, don't think this team realizes, <clears throat> and if, I don't know if it's young. I don't know if it's because it's not being stressed. They don't get that you've got to go out and well, bust your tail every time you get on that field. Well, what they have to understand is that opportunities are few and far-fetched, all right? And if the coaching staff is not relaying that to them, that it, listen, this point in the season after Thanksgiving, every game's a playoff game. You you yes. win you win or you go home, essentially, because you're going to look back at the end of the season. You're going to look back. The, like, I'm going to tell you something. At the end of the season, I don't know what they're going to do the next five games or whatever. They're going to look at this game and going to say, that this game cost us. Absolutely, this game cost And that's the last thing you want. If this game cost you a number one seed, then shame on you. Because mm-hmm. you should have taken care of business at the bank, Monday night football, with everything in front of you. All right, remember in the beginning of the year when we thought that they may have taken for granted the Houston Texans, and they very likely could have, mm-hmm. right? Now we've seen the Houston Texans <clears throat> show that they're a pretty, pretty good. good team. So mm-hmm. I totally get it. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, if you have Joe Burrow, obviously they have a lot of good on that football team. Look at what Joe Mixon was able to do. Look at what flipping Jamar Chase did to this football team last night. Heck, he made plays that Darius Williams was blank just all over him. Tyson Campbell went and made a play for the ball, then Jamar Chase was off and running. So I agree with you that they'll probably look back and say, how the hell did we let Jake Browning do that to us? Mm-hmm. I think that's the, that's the essence of what went down well, last night. Listen, it was essentially what I thought the Cincinnati Bengals were going to do coming in here. I said it before the week. I said – 
The last thing this Jaguar team can do, can is afford to look over this Cincinnati Bengal uh, squad, is because they've got pedigree. This is a team over the last three to four years mm-hmm. have gone toe-to-toe with the Titans. The Titan I call the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And they're beating them at the crib and have come close to beating them and have gone to a Super Bowl. So, I mean, that kind of DNA just doesn't go away. You still got guys on that roster that played in Super Bowls. You still got guys on that roster that have gone into KC and gone toe-to-toe with them and lost by a field goal. So, that doesn't just go away. This team knows how to play the big games. And, obviously, last night we didn't. Mm-hmm. And they rallied around Jake Browning. If you see – I mean, press. I mean, not Press Taylor, but uh, Zach Zach, Ta- Zach yeah. Taylor. He orchestrated beautifully. Get the ball out of his hands. Whether you, whether they're in man or they're in zone, they're running crossers. They're running. They're running quick slants. All that kind of stuff to get the ball out of his hand. And he was he was he was, he was it was precision based yeah. on getting the ball out of his hands. And whether we play surgical, man, whatever surgical whatever. what it was. Whether whether it was man or zone, I mean, he 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 picked us apart. All right, so here's one off the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures. You guys can hit it, 641-1010. Let us know what you're thinking. You can easily dial up the pop-off line, 207-7071, and just fire away uh, at whatever got you the most from last night. Uh, And then YouTube, you can search 1010XL. JJ, they can hit us there, of course, uh, interact with us there. This is the Yahoo pop-off chat line. Yahoo! All right, so here's the text, Matt. This is a soft team. Basically, Bengals took a page right out of the 49ers, came in and bullied them. This is on coaching. This team came out flat on defense. A QB in his first start dominated this top five defense. You know what? Just I, know I that I'm ultra soft. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know if it's coaching, man. I don't. I think it's just at some point you can put guys in, posi- in position to, to play. You can do everything you can to get them on the field and have them ready to play and have mm-hmm. the right scheme for them. At some point, they've got to go play. Okay, okay? So, but- they've got to. This is what I'm talking about. I think they have to realize that when December rolls around, the NFL is this: I'm tougher than you. That's what the NFL mm-hmm. becomes. Yeah. I'm tougher than you. I'm going to impose my will on you. And, and I don't think they understand that right now. And you also get comfortable teams. To your point from earlier, you get comfortable teams that think I got this. And you get desperate teams yes. that will com- come out swinging and doing whatever they can to salvage their pride. And that's basically what the Bengals are doing right now. You can't go on the road in Houston and know that team with that place, and they're all excited, and they think they can get in the first place in the division. They can get two-game lead over you and play the way you did. You can't go to Pittsburgh on the road and play the way you did and impose your will on a team. You can't do these things, then come back home and think, all right, well, they got a backup quarterback. that We'll be fine. I honestly believe uh, that it's that it's players. It's not coaching. I honestly believe that. Like I, on the text, on they're saying it's a terrible game plan by the offense. They had almost four hundred yards of offense, yeah, thirty-one the way, points. They, yeah, they scored in the thirties, <clears throat> and Press Taylor was being lauded for a lot of his play calling. Mm-hmm. If you if point. you score and in the thirties in the NFL, you got to win the game. Yeah, yeah. That's all there's to it. I mean, listen, listen to the texter's point when he's talking about the team being soft. Listen, when your best when it's third and short or a third, a fourth and short, and your best run play is quarterback sneak, that's soft. And Mangler, we were right in the middle of the game. Mangler calls me up and says, Leon, he said, are you watching interior offense? I said, absolutely am. He said, they're straight up and down. There's no get off. There's no fat, flat backs. Yeah. When you, when you want to move, the, when you want to push the pile, it should be a bunch of flat backs coming off the ball. And these guys standing straight up. They're getting pushed back. I Listen, I was just saying earlier in the press today, we got a bunch of ushers and no, and no bouncers. All right? <laughs> ushers walk you down to the church and sit you down nice and complete. Bouncers kick you out the club. We don't have any of that. We don't have any interior guys that get after it, flat backs, 
Move the crowd. I love that. Get guys about to get out but, of there. But here's the thing. Especially, listen, it's the telltale is short yardage. Right. Short it's yardage exactly and goal long. That's where, that's where you separate the men from the boys. But it's Yossi. also, here's Yossi. another thing, too, is, and, and you could talk about this, too, is, is I believe that it's also, it's not like they don't have the guys that can do it. I think they have the guys that can do it, all right? Or at least yep. when, when, when their share of, of battles, right? Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you don't prep during the week and watch film and watch subtle little things, because like you say all the time, everybody is good in the NFL. Everybody. You're not going to fool anybody. <clears throat> if you watch subtle little tales that they have, that's how you get the next level, right? Well, well listen, I was always that's a pro- all The prep is all part of like Absolutely. Real, realizing I, December is everything. I was always a proponent of, of, of what your mindset was during the week was how you want to go out and play. If, you, if the coaching staff set the tempo to where they say, listen – we're going to run the freaking ball. Everything that we do is going to be is going to be put together in the game plan to you running the ball. And then you assess those drills or whatever to, to run the ball. You can't tell me that this Jaguars offensive line is is during the week getting after in some in some capacity because it'll show up on Sundays. I, I think, I'm just I'm just that's just what I that's just what my take on it. I think the way you're describing it fans need to hear that. Flat back versus upright. Upright. And it's a great way to visualize it. And the thing that gets me more than anything else, and just take the 49ers as an example, they block them up as well as anybody, Leon. Mm-hmm. And, and Christian McCaffrey, before you can blink, he's three yards past the line of scrimmage before contact almost. This team feels like three inches before they yeah. get contact. Think about the last time uh, Travis Etienne's run the ball in between the tackles. It's been a minute. The one time he did run it in between the tackles, he should have took it to the house. He got he got clipped last yeah. week. It yeah. was close. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. But but all you watched the game yesterday. I mean, he's getting he's getting a yard. You know, five half Hard a yard earned half yards exactly. And, and that can't that, honestly. So all right. So where do that, we put go that? ahead? Say it. That yeah. can't last long. No. Say it. Well, it's just the offensive line. You're gonna lose line. games like that. Well, yeah. he you're gonna lose him. Yeah, you're gonna lose him and games. Yeah, because coming out of this last game was the rib concern, okay? Remember when, when Mia reported it and so on, you know, whomever else was out there reporting it, remember it was considered, uh, you know, whatever, uh, what was the original diagnosis of that? Anyway, it came out that it was a, a rib injury. And so that's a guy taking his fair share of he's shots. absorbing too many hits. Yeah, yes. exactly. Because he's having to grind out a yard as opposed to Christian McCaffrey, and we had this exercise, they are not that different. Height mm-hmm. and weight and strength wise, they're not, or speed wise, they're a lot the same. And Travis Etienne is absorbing way too many hits when you compare what he's had to deal with versus what McCaffrey's had to deal with. And their blocking seems great. Look, we can call out Phil Rauscher. We can say, hey, the O line coach needs to get it done. No, 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 no. I think it's the guys up front, honestly. Yeah, because just listen, as much as we glow, as much as we glorified the the left side. Of the offensive line last week when they played the Texans, you called them Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates, all right. Yeah. Ezra Cleveland and Walker Little, all right. Now, I mean, you, you come back here. Sang to them. Now you come back this yeah, week and you, you Igatina, you Igatina this week, all right. You can't have you gotta have more consistency. You gotta have more consistency around the board because down man, every game is a every week is a playoff game. Every week, man, you've got to treat it that way if you want to get to what you want. If, I mean, if this, this team has got to, if they want to get to what they want, which is the number one seed, the road to the Super Bowl coming through Jacksonville, you've got to play every week like like it's a playoff game. Now we have seen other teams blow it. Okay.
okay? Mm-hmm. Detroit went into Baltimore, got their fannies beaten and sent home. Yeah. Then they got beaten at home by Green Bay. Well, then they go on the road and they take care of business against New Orleans. We can look at San Francisco, three-game losing streak. They are on a terror trail since then because they're healthy again. Philadelphia obviously just got beaten up. The Broncos gave up 70 and then just finally had a five-game win streak in. So all these teams have had the ups and downs of an NFL season, but it's how you answer. And I think the biggest concern right now is how this team answers with the injuries that they have to deal with. We don't know how bad it is for Kirk. We don't know how bad it is for T-Law. And those are the two really important pieces when it comes to everything coming together offensively. Like we said, they scored enough points last night and so if those two guys aren't there, then you're putting yourself certainly in, in, mm-hmm. in, in a much tougher position. Now, how will they react going up to Cleveland, knowing that it may be old man Flacco under center that they have to face? Overconfident again? Or I'm going to go get what, what is mine? Right. How will they handle that? I mean, they, they're going in there with C.J. Beathard. I mean, there's no reason to be overconfident if you got C.J. Beathard. I mean, Flacco or C.J. Beathard, that, I give us a tie on that one, maybe. Okay? Give us a tie. But but this team seems to be, they rally the troops on the road for some reason they they get they get together on the road now missing T Law missing Christian Curry all the kind we don't know the situation of Walker Little his hamstring is he going to be able to play true this true week? him too and, and so, by the way so he got you hurt know what? I, I think you're giving him an excuse there by saying for some reason they figured out no it's not for some reason they realize all right we got to play now and I, yeah. that's that's all <clears> part of the up and down and up and down and up and down. Yeah, but yeah, you're absolutely right. But I mean, at home, I mean, it, it, it's it's beyond my understanding how they 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 let games get away at home. I don't understand it. I think I it's mean, a mindset. It has it's a to mindset be. of I were at home, and this team, you know, look at the Bengals. They lost their quarterback. You know, that will be. It's like now, the Texans. It's just the Texans. They got a rookie quarterback. It doesn't matter. They took care of just two the 49ers. Teams. They've lost three in a row. It doesn't matter. Well, true, but then but they took care of two teams inside the division here at the bank. They did do that, mm-hmm. uh, and they did maybe take for granted a Titans team a little bit. But they still took care of business. You look at it. Look at every one of those losses. Okay, yeah. the Texans. Okay, well it's just a rookie quarterback. The Chiefs. Oh well, we're winning this game because of what happened last year. Mm-hmm. Then you go to the next one. Look at every one of these home games. And there's always a reason. Oh, it's the Bengals, man. They got a backup quarterback. So yeah, well, I, I, believe easy. me, I know that that overconfidence can creep in. Uh, I happen to do it with some of my uh, betting spreads. I get a little overconfident. Uh, Lord knows I did last night uh, with that one. But yes, it's true. Remember the number we gave. Jacksonville <laughs> was eight and three against the spread going into last night's game. Mm-hmm. Best among the national. Fo- best in the National Football League. Cincinnati, meanwhile, over a three-year period, 15-7-1 against the spread on the road. So they came in here, and what did Zach Taylor do? He fired him up. He fired him up. He pitted him against uh, the impossible Mm -hmm. and said, you're going to have to roll in there with Jake Browning leading the way. What are you going to do to help him? Mm -hmm. And he challenged him. And we'll find out whether Doug challenges him or not. All right, the pressure is going to be coming up here in just a few moments. Mia, you're going to be doing the Zoom with them. So we'll get an idea. I guess we'll get an idea of all the injuries. I don't know how definitive they will be as far as what he will say. Yeah, I think, again, this is just reading the tea leaves and from some of the conversations I had this morning, um, I have no idea what Doug Peterson is going to say in five minutes. Mm -hmm. I can tell you from what the NFL Network reporters (laughs) have clearly heard from people in the building and from what I have heard in the building and from what the fantasy football Twitter doctors have said, all of that kind of lines up that it appears to be, and again, this is speculation and putting things together, a low ankle sprain I think right now the question will be, A, did the MRI this morning reveal anything further? B, the severity, because Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes have played with low ankle sprains before. 
Would you rush Trevor? That's a question you have to ask. Additionally, I did, you know, get word this morning, the Walker Little hamstring injury is significant. Yeah. So that is certainly something you're going to have to monitor now. I thought Blake Hance looked okay. And it came the play before he basically got bull rushed into. Right. No, then, he, well, no he it was, was on the same play. It, it was yeah. on the same play. So I was, was told this He was also pulling at the whole game, though, right? He was pulling at yeah. it, but it, but it came to a, a head on the right same then. play. Right. Okay. And, and then, you know, and people have been texting me asking about Christian Kirk. I haven't heard anything. That one was the, the, I mean, should have been an omen if you didn't have one already. But that one was the one that, like, I just couldn't wrap my head around mm. medically. Oh, what it's a happened. groin. Yeah, it, it looked to me like a groin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I kept asking everyone on the press row. Uh, I was like, I don't know what this feels like. And Lauren Brooks is like, you have a groin. And I'm like, no, no, but I don't have what he has. No. Um, so, when you're yeah. running like that and you don't, do not touch the ground because your, your leg pulls back like that, then that is yeah. – that's the first upper, thing he grabbed, too, when yeah. he caught the ball. Or in the words of Blue, a growing. Yeah, a growing. Growing. Thank you, Matt. It's a growing concern. I felt dumb because Lauren's like, <laughs> you have a growing, too. I'm like, yeah, but I don't, I don't have what I think yeah, what, yeah. what this is. I do not medically have and that. And by the way, you go back to Fragile Freddy, which was just a, a, an unfair nickname, remember? Yeah. Tendon was yeah, ripped off the yeah. bone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> terrible, terrible stuff. All right, so, uh, JJ, let's at least invite them to jump on the pop-off line because that's what we want. From you today, what's frustrating you most? What's firing you up? So do that. Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota Tuesday. You're going to slip out and do the Zoom yes. call yep. coming up here in just a second. But we invite them, and that way they can be a part of XL Pronto. Never mind the Trevor injury. Calvin Ridley and Brian McManus have been bust. Jokes, trash, drop pass, missed field goals, bust. They're garbage. When I die. I want six of those defensive linemen to be my pallbearers. That way they can let me down one last time. It's amazing to me how every time something goes wrong in a football game, it's coach, coaches, coaches, coaches. What the hell do the players do? Don't the players have to fall in this? Jaguars needed to tackle a whole lot better in this game. They just could not stop anyone. Grilling up lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. Oh, that's what the pop-off line is for. I'll say to all of you that called, none of you are wrong. <laughs> Even the one asking him to be his pallbearers. Yeah, I know there, how there it There was feels. one guy that was wrong. It's Brandon McManus. Yeah, Brandon McManus. Hey, I, I, but I, I got your point. Yeah, exactly. It, it could be <laughs> what did he call him? Brian. Yeah, Brian it doesn't matter. Uh, but he had look, at this point, he's... A, I think I mean, McManus had made, Animal House. He made like 18 straight before he missed last week. Yeah, I wouldn't call him a right, bad he's been pretty sign, <laughs> signing. Yeah. All right, so how about this? Really, okay. I mean, that's one for debate. Yeah, and, and so really both yeah, lines of scrimmage. Either, I think he hasn't been what we were expecting this year. Yeah, not you're even expecting close. a lot of a guy who's been out of the league for almost two years. I agree. But, well, I mean, that's not how you guys were talking before the yeah, season. Yeah, because honestly, here's what I thought based on what happened last week was that he was turning a corner, Agreed. meaning that, okay, the vibe, the feel, uh, the preparation. You know, like, like we said, he had been out of football for a long time, and they were trying to figure out ways to get him going early, and they obviously did that a week ago. Well, you don't get that holding call, and everything's fine. Yeah. You, you know, Trevor handles that snap. That's a touchdown, that deep ball. He didn't, Tre- get, he well, didn't get it to him. Also, the, the play with C.J. Beathard with the hold. Right, that's what I'm for, saying. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So that's the, two deep balls right there that should have been completed. Yeah, and, and so I, I, I'm not bagging on him all the way because he <clears> made <throat> some pivotal plays last night. I got a couple of other guys I want to point out. That just 
happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is from Doug Peterson. Trevor Lawrence, high ankle sprain. No bueno. The worst word you want to hear, high versus low. Uh, Kirk, core muscle injury. He would miss time. Uh, Walker Little... Uh, someone they will see how he does this week. He was injured earlier in the game, not on the Lawrence play. Mm-hmm. He also didn't rule out Trevor, but, I mean, high ankle. You could probably count him out, at least for this weekend. Yeah, because we'll, we'll – That's from either, JJ, man. the doctor, of Yeah, course. exactly. Kirk's not good either. Core mu- a core muscle yeah. problem. Yeah, he said Kirk problem. would miss time. Yeah, that's he'll miss time, problem. and whenever you say core, you could go abdominal all the way down uh, to the yeah, groin, right. which I do believe it was a groin uh, for sure. So just sucky, sucky, sucky. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, all right, so Mia's on the Zoom. <clears throat> JJ's keeping track of it. We'll keep bringing you that just happened news. But a high ankle sprain uh, for a guy that's been pretty dang tough. You think about what he had to do, Leon, last year when it looked like the worst, one of the worst hits he had to absorb, came out of the locker room, finished the game, didn't miss a beat. This year looks again <clears throat> like he's hurt pretty bad. Where's the brace? Didn't miss a beat. Now this one may sideline him for a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. And no, I'm not. I'm not blaming Walker Little for the incident. I mean, it's just a situation where he got bull rush. And then I only problem I have with him is that he's straight up and down instead of sinking his hips. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he sinks his hips, he doesn't. He doesn't kick back like he like he did to hurt Trevor's leg. But I, I mean, that's for. But if he has the if he has the the hamstring if if he has the injury during the play, you can see why he's been. Well, I mean, if if, 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 back, if, it, right? if it was his right hamstring that he pulled I could see how he may have lifted it up and kicked it back with the bull rush happening but I mean listen high ankle sprains I've been on players I've been on teams where players have had it yeah you know it's I mean you're talking three what three four weeks maybe three four weeks yeah Uh, I think at a minimum you usually say three we'll see if it's less than that but Mm -hmm. uh uh, it, it just it's well. I say three four weeks where it's tolerable exactly where you could it's tolerate because I've seen guys in three weeks you know, whatever they need to do to get themselves ready to go play games, it, they tolerate the pain because it's going to still be painful. Yeah, because they'll go with the tight wraps yes. and lidocaine, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it might be. Absolutely. All right, so you guys keep Are it we coming. talking tightrope surgery now? Yeah. Like, maybe. If you go back to remember maybe. Mac Jones before the the worst of the Mac Jones play showed up, remember his high ankle sprain that he came back from in a short amount of time uh, a season ago to to basically prove that he could get back out there. Because he's playing for his job. Obviously, we've had Brock go, Bowers recently. You go to the Brock Bowers. To, uh, before that. Brock had the tightrope surgery. 29 days. Was it 26? I 26, like. maybe. Yeah, because yeah, he beat two of I think, by a day. But we see what's happened to him. Like, yeah. didn't he? I don't know if he re-aggravated that same injury, but he looked like he definitely wasn't 100% in that Alabama and, game and, this and week. Give, and he didn't play last week against Vandy. Yeah, I'll give Gio credit, uh, and he'll be in with the Vari breakdown <laughs> Tomorrow, but he he cautioned uh, coming back too fast with that bad boy because it can only if it gets hurt again it can produce worse results meaning you're out for a, a a longer period of time. All right, Beaver Toyota Beaver Chevy they bring you today's show. Great lineup of cars, SUVs, trucks, you name it, they've got it, and it's a family a dealership on both lots. Phillips Highway on the north side, Beaver Chevrolet. You can check them out beaverchevrolet.com and then Beaver Toyota St Augustine.com on US1 in the AUG. And uh, if you think about where this team is at and the injuries that they – you just heard J.J. reel off a, a litany of injuries, okay? You're talking about one of your premier wide receivers, your left tackle, your quarterback, and you can go on. We'll find out where the rest of these other little injuries, you know, 
how far or how significant they are, but they got to make sure that they tighten the belt and get ready to go this next go against Cleveland. I was just thinking that. I was just thinking about what's going to be the game plan now, all right? I mean, because C.J. Beathard definitely has limitations. Now you've got to run the ball. You've got to go play action. You've got, you've got, to, you've got to take your shots down the field now. I mean, well, not your shots down the field. You've got to, you've got to play off a of play action now because C.J. Beathard has the limitations, not Trevor Lawrence. You've got to run the ball now. The offensive line has got to get it done up front. You've got to run the ball because the, 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 the only thing that I, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with C.J. Uh, Beathard doing mm-hmm. is – off of play action. Now he threw a deep ball that should that was caught. That was a holding call, or whatever. But I mean, he's not Trevor. I, no. I'd just be very interested to see what this what, what what's the game plan now moving all forward, right, knowing right. that you're not going to have Trevor for the next three weeks. So let's do this honestly, because if they are smart and maybe borrow what Zach Taylor did with Jake Browning, I mean, listen to some of these numbers, guys. It is unbelievable when you start to compare what Jacksonville did offensively. Matt, what was the theme in the in the first seg? Uh, you know, play caller sucks. Offense didn't right, do this. You know, right. l- just listen to some of these numbers. Jacksonville, and this is basically running right down the stat sheet. Jacksonville <clears throat> in first downs versus Cincinnati, twenty-three to twelve. In third downs, Jacksonville six of fifteen. The Bengals two of seven. Net we're, yards, we're crushing first and second down though. Yeah. Well, th- well, but listen to this. Net yards, three seventy-six for your Jaguars. 235 for the Bengals. They weren't crushing anything other than they did convert. What do you mean, like for its first half? What are you saying? No, net yards, man. Oh, dude, they had like no, 500 had like, yards had, last night. I, I'm, I'm, talking about in the first, I'm talking about in the first, in the first half. half. Yeah, when you just say? take a look at how, in other words, Jacksonville, even though they ended up like matching each other, going back and forth, total number of offensive plays, 68 to 38. Okay? I mean, so Jacksonville last night did enough in the offensive category to win, it was just letting go of those big plays and those big moments. Yeah, I, I don't think he changed anything with Beathard. Yeah. I, I really don't. I think they're going to go out and do what they do. He looked decent. I, he did look decent, yeah, but, but I also think you with can, a shorter pass. I also game. think you're, oh, you're, yeah. you're 12 games into the season. You, you're not drastically changing what you do. He's You're not training he's, for Josh Dobbs. Well, I mean, he's he is what he is. He's your quarterback. He's been in the, in the system with Doug Peterson for two years now, so he knows as much as Trevor knows. He's certainly not as talented as Trevor Lawrence. but Right. I don't think they change up. I think they do the same thing. So well, you trust him. You trust uh, him. Yeah. Of course. How could you not? He, he, you have to trust him at this point. Yeah. Well, you have no other options. Now they're going to have to bring someone up. So who's that going to be? Oh, you're, is Rourke still you're, there on the on the, the Canadian Minshew? Is that who you're looking for? He's on the is he still on the practice squad? Yeah, I believe so. Nice. Uh, and so they'll Love be that. they'll be looking around. Look, look at all these other teams that have had to deal with these injuries, and some have been able to overcome it. Others have not. But you want to make sure that you still have enough other good players around you because that's what happened last night. Jake Browning had a good game plan, mm. and a lot of the passes were short throws turned into big plays. Look at how he involved the tight end. Look at how, obviously, T. Higgins being healthy and coming back helped them greatly. Jamar Chase, the number of targets and the number of catches that right. he had. It was crazy good. Uh, and so the tight ends were probably one of the ones that surprised me more than anything else. But that has been a little bit of an old problem going back in time, Leon, mm-hmm. that the tight ends can torch this Jaguar secondary if you're not careful. Well, we've that had, happened. We've absolutely had history. But you know what the interesting thing about I watched after what after after the game they had Jamar Chase. Uh they talked to him after the game about how they rallied around a Browning, you mm-hmm. know, to get his confidence up. I mean, this team's gonna have to do the same thing with Bethard. I mean, this team everybody on this offensive offensive side of the ball is gonna have to step the game up. I right. mean 
you know, the issues about, you know, getting off press and, and getting separation. I mean, those days had to be far gone. These guys have got to make sure they – if we're going to go back – if we're going to stay the same that we're going to say, we're not going to change anything effectively offensively, then we've got to make more plays. These guys have got to get, get open. Offensive lines got to protect more. they got to be able to run the ball a, a, a lot better because you got to step your game. Everybody has to step the game up to make this guy, C.J. Beth, to be a lot more comfortable in the pocket and with his game. And, and C.J.'s got a shoulder. He he dinged his shoulder, not the throw. His left, his that, left shoulder. That fumble. But he's certainly, he certainly dinged it, so – now you got to have a plan for the backup. So, yeah. I mean, is Rourke your guy, or do you go get a guy well, that, that, I don't know, knows Doug Peterson's system as well as anybody, and his name is Nick Foles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you have to. And didn't Wentz get I, look, did I know really you guys don't. That? I know you don't like that, but, I mean, you got to have somebody that knows what, what he does. Uh, I'm going to steal Leon's line. It is December. St. Nick, good, good show up, <laughs> I, right? I know you all out there <laughs> driving around saying, no, wait. Look, man, I mean okay. – that was hilarious. desperate times call for desperate There's a measures, couple of people man. that just drove into the ditch. Is it right desperate <laughs> though? Like, I mean, let's say the worst. Bro, you, thing your that backup can quarterback is, has an injury right now. Okay, well, let's say the Jags lose three in a row, and you know before they're out of the playoffs. No, they're not. No, no. Dude, the Jags guys, can afford you to guys lose. Think the almost. Texans are going to lose. Well, Dude, I, I, it's I not about winning the division at this point. I mean, like, yes, the, if they do lose three in a row, they could lose the division. Sure, but like, like I'm we, talking about the playoffs. They're pretty much a lock. Yeah, what we need to look at, obviously, know, is the remaining schedule, which we will do I coming know, we up. We need at least two more wins. Yeah, but you're, you're talking, well, talking about there's lock, two wins man. on that schedule. Come on. <clears throat> Even with CJ, yeah. maybe. So they go to Cleveland. <clears throat> they face either Joey, Flacco, or DRT or PJW, whomever. Jax could win that game. They need to win that game, okay? And C.J. Beathard obviously can be in a good position with that game plan and with that talent sure. to win. Sure, Okay, there's no doubt. Absolutely. Especially this defense, you would hope, would respond after such a dismal performance when you consider everything that they had. I mentioned the first downs in the first half, and take a look at the first downs in the – or excuse me, the third down conversion in the second half, just how many times they, they were able to, to make plays. And so they go up there, they kind of just whatever – get a little bit of their mojo back. You know, you know the Hans is going to uh, play left wait, tackle, wait. right? You know that. Yeah, well. That's yeah. why you don't want to rush Trevor and, back. And, and you know the Browns have a pretty good defensive line. You know that, right? Yeah, okay. but I also, right. by the way, I've also, there, I've also seen Miles Garrett deal with some injuries here of late. Okay, mm. everyone's beaten up. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not expecting Hans to come in there and take care of business well, and, and put them on. I take Miles Garrett on one leg over yeah, of Lance. Course, of course, <laughs> I mean we're talking about we're talking about a guy that's leading the league in a lot of categories and then a backup. Leon, I just I look, to say let that. me tell you something. Leon does not look happy with the prospects not, of Hans I, I, on the outside. I absolutely do not. I, mean, I absolutely do not. There's a mismatch. Okay, it that's, is. that's Tyson Spinks. Okay, All right, you remember how that ended? Oh, All right, yeah. I know how it ended. Okay, yeah, it was not ninety-one seconds exactly. So. I, I understand that you know you're looking at where the weak points are on this football team, and the injuries will expose them worse than ever. Let's make this the ten ten take because this is something that obviously is going to come back up now that you are dealing with guys that are going to be sitting on the shelf. Now Josie's ten ten take, slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue, local pitmaster since '68. So Sonny's, they get up early, they make sure that that good wood is with a match lit, and then they create that smoke, and then they get that meat on, and they serve it to you fast. We're talking ribs, chicken, turkey, brisket. They've got it all. The pulled pork is outstanding, all those great sides. Make sure you check out Sonny's all over the First Coast. So this is when the bulky basher will show back up, okay? Because if you have Blake Hance out there at the left tackle spot, it's not all his fault because you would have gone through two left tackles that were starter quality, 
But you really don't have that answer. But if you go deeper than that, where is Brenton Strange? Where is Tank Bigsby? We are talking second and third round picks that need to have a little more impact. Now, the one that keeps Balky at the very least saying, hey, did you see what my man Parker Washington did last night? That was a good one. Okay, you like seeing that guy kind of come out of nowhere, fifth round <clears throat> pick, a little smaller in stature, had to come through injury to start. Played his, well last Yeah, night. had to come through injury to start his professional career and then really made some plays. A great catch. I think it was number one on Sports Center's top 10 this morning. Hang on so, real quick. All right. Doug Peterson said he doesn't believe Trevor Lawrence will need the tightrope surgery. Okay, all right, so that's good news. Um, uh, if I pull that whole thing up and we can make that of that just so people can hear that coming up here All again right. in just a second. Right. But you know, the 10-10 the take is basically that the depth that this team doesn't have is mm-hmm. getting exposed because of the injuries, Leon. Yeah. And that is going to get people barking at Balky again. Well, well, he, well, here's the thing when it comes to young players, especially at this time of the season, is it, it, can we trust you? And, and, and the coaching staff, has seen, they've seen enough in practice – to where if you're not making plays in practice, uh, they don't feel comfortable enough playing you on Sunday. So a lot of these rookies that aren't getting enough time that you think should be getting time, they'll have uh, you know, high-round draft picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it must be a coaching staff that doesn't trust them as much to make plays or make mistakes. So I, that's the only reason why I would think. Because that, that was the sentiment That was the sentiment for me when I played. If you were a rookie and this point in the season when you're making a push, that you don't want to put them out there that you feel that they're going to get penalties Turnovers or don't make plays, yeah. so that's 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 really on them more so than the coaches. Maybe, staff. maybe we got a couple. All right, of JJ, hit the that, and then we got a couple of them that we will kick <clears> out. <throat> that just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, the worst, the worst. Let's go with the worst. You want the worst, the, the good or the bad? Always the worst. No, I like the good. I like the good first. I just pick the good. We got to go with the worst, bro. Man, y'all. Christian Kirk has to have surgery, so he's Ooh. he's done. He's done for the year, would be mm. my guess. Doug Peterson says, however, that, that that Trevor Lawrence will not need the web surgery. Okay. Whatever you want to call it. The webbing. Yeah. Web or tightrope. Tight whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and Gio can explain that tomorrow. But basically, which, is, which, is, which means it's not as significant an angle injury as other high ankle sprains. Yeah. And basically, you're just trying to pull that area together. Stabilize give it. it. It's best chance to. Heal quickly. Yeah. Heal yeah. quickly. Not create unnecessary scar tissue and make it painful uh, a little bit later on. All right. So. That's where we are, but it still doesn't. If Kirk's having surgery, yeah, he, I, I'd be shocked if he played again. Yeah, and so you got to pull. <clears throat> you have pulled Parker Washington up. Yep. Let's add to this. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, Jamal Agnew, the reason why Parker Washington got pulled up is for special teams because of Jamal Agnew getting hurt. And then what happened last night? They needed him more than just on special teams. They needed yeah. him coming because of Christian Hurt yeah. Kirk's injury. You, you noticed the the lineman wasn't breaking news, right? Any word on you walk a little? They didn't get it. That just happened for Walker a little. That's pretty left, sad. Left, left tackle is pretty important. Yeah, come right on. Now. Let's make sure he gets one. not yet. Hang on, not right. yet. Okay. Well, we not did hurt. that earlier. Yeah, did you? We did. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. Just just check it. We just there, don't. This was just like an update on ETA. Apparently, came out of Monday's game sore, but quote clean. Okay. Mm. All right. So, uh, yeah. aren't we all? Yeah. Uh, listen, yeah. I listen. That's a great point. It's <laughs> the truth. <laughs> If you're sore and dirty, it's just not the way to go. No. Not the way to go. All right, let's head into the 1 o'clock hour. We're going to spend most of our time on Monday Night Football, a stinging loss last night to those other cats 
Uh, if you want to jump in, you can hit the pop-off line, 207-7071. We would love for you to get on there and just kind of uh, get a little frustration out. Uh, and you can do it on our airwaves. You could be the star. Call 207-7071. If you want to throw your name on it, that's all good as well. Put a stamp on it. We would love that. So do it. 207-7071 for the pop-off line. Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota Tuesday. We get into the 1 o'clock hour. We've got to bring up a couple of college football pieces of news, including players entering the transfer portal. We're in the fifth day of December, and it definitely is a busy time when it comes to players. This is now free agency every single offseason in your college football world. Football is dead to me. I'm dead inside, and I can't get out of this depression. Go Jags. Man, my concern is you got out bullied. And two, how are we going to work with Parker Washington? He looked confused as hell out there. The defense was horrible yesterday. They gave up 500 yards of offense, and now we got to roll with C.J. Beathard. Hey, Balky, who's going to be your Jaguar reach this year? You've got Walker, you've got Bigsby. You're doing a good job. Grilling up lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. I almost thought we had a, another Balky uh, impersonator, but, uh, yeah, he's taking shot, shots at uh, Trent Balky uh, there. But, hey. Uh, There's a lot of frustration out there. That's why the pop-off line has been built and wired up for sound with you dialing at 207-7071. You can pick up the phone anytime, leave us a message, uh, have some fun with it, throw your name out if you want. We would love it. It's XL Primetime, Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota Tuesday. Both of them covering the entire First Coast with great, great lineups as far as the Toyota and Chevy side are concerned. So Mia is back from the Zoom with Doug Peterson, and we we reported most of the news, but just kind of sum it all up for us because the fact that Christian Kirk may need to have surgery is the worst news. I mean, at the very least, he's going to miss time. Doug yeah. Peterson confirmed that. They are sending the x-rays, the MRI, the scans off from that groin injury, or core muscle, I should say, now mm-hmm. officially. Um, they're going to send those off, um, I'm assuming, to a secondary site mm-hmm. for an opinion. But at this time, he is the only one of the litany of injuries from yesterday that Doug Peterson said surgery would be required. He was asked about Trevor Lawrence potentially needing surgery, and he downplayed that and was like, I'll read you the quote. It was, um, it's not a surgery. He doesn't think that surgery is a necessary means at this point. Quote, where it is in the ankle, it's not something that surgery would be warranted at this time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's obviously huge. The concern is now it's all about the pain threshold, Leon. And what's crazy <laughs> to think about, and I just commented this to our boy Gus outside in the hallway, this is the same exact injury, and I don't want to put Trevor in a box, just like Doug doesn't want to put him in a box in terms of timetable to return. But this is a near identical injury to what Patrick Mahomes suffered against the Jaguars in the AFC divisional round last year. And as we know, he came back in the second half and then he played the following week. Now, again, pain threshold as well as the severity of the sprain is in question. But in terms of what the injury is and why the Jaguars have a positive outlook, that's why. Yeah, but if I if I know Trevor, Trevor – uh, who's pretty tough, uh, he's going to try to find a way to get himself back on the game because he, he, he he's looking at the potential of this team. Uh, and listen, at this point in the season right now, everybody's got bumps and bruises. Everybody's dealing with hands, hips, ankles, all that kind of stuff, and you're tolerating the pain. But you, you're making that sacrifice because you know how close this team is. Yeah. I, 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 listen, I don't, I don't know how severe the pain is with Trevor. Only he knows that. But something tells me, situationally, 
he's not going to make it as long as we think it should be. Yeah, I kind of get that vibe uh, based mm-hmm. on what we have seen. Like you're saying, go back to one of the pop-off callers just about being beaten up physically. Mm-hmm. And it, ha, ha, we've asked you this a bunch, a bunch of different ways, but the same thing still rings true. They've got to challenge themselves again inside that locker room. That's almost like a player-to-player challenge, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean – I saw the interview with Mia when she talked to uh, Zay Jones. Mm-hmm. He said he's pissed off. He they, He's pissed off because this was the opportunity, like I said earlier, yeah. this was the opportunity to grab, you know, take the AFC by a chokehold. Yeah. I mean, be 9-3. and three. Your team that beat you, Kansas City, is 8-4. and four. You had that opportunity at home, at the careers. All the stars were aligned to come away with a victory, and you didn't. You let one slip away. And I, I keep telling you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come a point in the season when you look back at it, you're going to always say to yourself, that's the one we let go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So let's run through a couple other a couple other injuries just to <laughs> just cover all of our bases and touch them all. Uh, Foley Fadukasi left the game with an ankle injury yesterday. Doug Peterson said that is more of a heel contusion, which, as we know, mm-hmm. he had the calf injury last yeah. year, and, and so it, obviously and it lingered. It's something to monitor. He called him day to day. Andre Cisco and his shoulder fine. He obviously reentered the game. He yeah. had a harness, and he. Felt like he was fine the rest of the way. Tyson Campbell, Doug Peterson, did admit suffered a right quad strain during overtime. Now, we know he had the hamstring injury that's kept him out the last few weeks. Um, He actually kind of unintentionally let that cat out of the bag because he was asked about Cisco, and he went, oh, Tyson or Cisco? And our good friend Mike DiRocco of ESPN was like, well, Tyson, is he okay? And he said, well, actually, yeah, he suffered a quad strain during overtime. He is considered day-to-day for the rest of this week. A couple more. Greg Jr., he left with a hamstring injury, or at least that's what the official statement was. Right, and he um, had to come in with Trey Herndon. Correct, yeah, who is still in the concussion protocol, yeah. um, and so he has to go through several steps, obviously, to return to the field. Um, it was a hamstring injury, yes, but it was cramps as opposed to a pulled hammy. Greg Jr. spent time on IR because of a pulled hammy earlier this year, so that's obviously optimistic. Um, and then Walker Little, the left hamstring injury, like we said, um, which Doug said they'll evaluate as the week goes on in terms of weight-bearing and how he's able to manage that pain. Uh, hamstring, so, yeah. So let me get this straight. <clears throat> yeah. So in week 13, this team has lost – the ability to have the one seed, mm-hmm. a game, another game at home, the quarterback, the most consistent receiver, the left tackle. Um, one of your cornerbacks has another injury. Yeah, your starting defensive tackle has a again another nagging injury. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Yeah, it's a, it's a mash unit. It's in not a lot good of ways. right now. And you lost a lot in that game. Yeah, and the way you started that really, <clears throat> it does feel like it's the most important. Well, yeah. As well, you I'm gonna, said a bunch. Well, listen, adversity builds character. I want to see how this team's going to respond to it next mm-hmm. week against a very tough Cleveland team, a very tough te- a team that's going to run the ball. They're going to play. They're going to play ground and pound. Yeah, they got a solid offensive line. They got a solid run game. They got a backup quarterback as well, third string quarterback, isn't it? I mean, what Flacco? Oh, they've got this is their Flacco's fourth. coming off the street. Yeah, this yeah. is their fourth quarterback. Yeah. All right, coming off the street, and you got a defensive front that gets after it pretty good. I mean, and and a backup running back who's played well. Exactly. So, uh, uh, so let's, let, let's see. I mean, adversity builds carry. Let's see if this team is either going to fold this ten or come out fighting. One of the two things is going to happen. Fold right, your ten to fight. And remember this now. We have thrown the stat out before where Jacksonville was this time a year ago. Entering December, they were four mm-hmm. and seven. This time, they were eight and three. Well, now they're eight and four. And you have to think and acknowledge the other teams that are out there, like the Bengals, like the Packers. I think is a good example of teams that are right now on the rise. Yeah. And they're playing angry, and they're playing just like with with really nothing 
that they feel like they can lose. They're playing for for dubs. Well, listen, with the injury of Trevor, everybody's written you off right now. They've written you off, especially the way you gave up that game last night against the Cincinnati Bengals. Trevor Hurd, I don't know how long it's going to be, two weeks, three weeks, whatever. Mm-hmm. They've already written you off. They've already crowned Texans as the, as the division champs because without Trevor, they don't think you have a shot. Mm-hmm. So let's see how you respond to it. I, I, I'm, absolutely, I'm very interested to see how this team is going to respond to that. Yeah, and someone on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures even just said it too. Uh, thank you to Charles for chiming in. It does feel like these types of games where you're a 10-point favorite, the Jaguars let slip away, it's like they need to have their backs against the wall <laughs> in order to actually show who they really are. And in, in an ironic state of affairs, Coach Campo commented to me as the Jags are marching down the field before halftime, and he goes, my goodness, they look most effective on off- offense when they're in a two-minute drill. Mm-hmm. They need to have parameters. They right. Yeah. They need to have oh. parameters that force them to be locked in and focus, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden the lights are on. Yeah, my grandma used to say, "Why do you need a spanker to act right?" She, why, 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 why can't you just act right? You know, this team, this act right, this game was yours. Just if you act right, do what you're supposed to. You're supposed to win this game. I like your. Um, I like her saying more than my dad. My dad would always say, "Why is there always time to do it over, but never time to do it right the first time?" Thank you. That it's part. the same thing. Same thing. But but I like hers better mm-hmm. because. Uh, it's like you got, you know, okay, all right, mental note, note to self, not going to do that again. And they seemingly have to go to that post-it note yeah. again and again and again. And now they got to remind themselves again that every game is not a guarantee. It's a playoff game. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they got to go up there and they're going to get another desperate feeling type of team that's trying to mm-hmm. hold it together. Right now we're a desperate feeling team right yeah. now. We're, yeah. we're just as desperate as they are. I mean <laughs> – you can either see two ways. You're gonna you're gonna hold on to what's yours, or you're just gonna let it crumble away. I mean, you fought this hard this season. You can't let it go right now. No, no. And I, I do hope, like we talked about before, that there are players in that locker room that are gonna challenge one another and say, "Got to play with fire, urgency. Got to play clean. Got to play smart. You know all that stuff." Yeah, but you know what, Joe? Don't I'm I'm, I'm the proponent. Don't talk about it. Be about yeah, it. Yeah, do it. You already you know, know that. Yeah, don't yeah. don't 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 tell me what you're gonna do in the locker room. I need to see it on the field. Mm-hmm. I hate the guys that come up to say, "Oh yeah." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna do this day, bro. I, you you talking the good game, but I don't see the game. Mm-hmm. You got to be about it. I need to see it on the field. If you're gonna be tougher up front, I need to see it. If you're gonna run the ball in between the tackles and convert on third and shorts, and where it's not a quarterback sneaks your best run, mm-hmm. I got to see it. All right, let us know what you're thinking. Six four one ten ten. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Matt, we need to bring this up real quick, and then we'll you know we'll kind of bounce back and forth uh, between last night's game and. and in the college game, we mentioned the portal earlier. It opened December first. Uh, there certainly have been there have been casualties for teams that you follow, uh, particularly the Florida Gators, either losing commitments or guys that are entering the transfer portal. Uh, they're not alone. There are plenty of other ones. But what was the number you threw at us earlier? More than twelve hundred players. Say it again. Say it More out loud. More than twelve hundred players entered the portal. Division one players entered the portal in one day. <laughs> Now, listen, this has to be made. This is a point that has to be made here because I don't think people really get this. There's two portals, okay? There's one now for a month, December 4. Oh, I thought the, they had created a whole other portal. The, the January 4. Then there's the spring portal, mm-hmm. April 1 through 15. The whole key with the portal is this. You just have to get in, all right? It doesn't mean you have to transfer within that month period. It doesn't mean in April you have to transfer within that 15-day period. You've just got to get in to, be, to say, I am in the portal. You can transfer at that point any time and get to another school. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these guys transfer immediately because they're worried about 
is there going to be a spot for me? Sure. But there will also be guys out there that wait a little longer, let it marinate a little bit because you get a better NIL deal that way. Mm. Right, which is a good segue because I, I want to address, and we will get to the Gators mm-hmm. and some of the names that have entered the portal, some of the names that have entered the NFL draft later in the program. I want to get to the Riley Leonard. Well, Whatever Riley, we want Riley Leonard, the Duke, the Duke quarterback, who obviously prior to the season was primed to have a huge season, then had a couple injuries. He had the ankle injury. I think he had, he had the high injury. ankle. He yep. did. He also had a toe injury. So he his season ended four games short of uh, the regular season. Actually, right around the end of October is when his season ended. Um, he jo- he entered the portal, and you can do this in the portal when you enter. You can you can click on the thing that says do not do not contact. Mm-hmm. Basically, what that means is he knows where he's going. Okay, so in other words, don't waste your time. Right, don't waste your time. I know where I'm going. And he is taking an official visit to to Notre Notre Dame. Dame. Right. So, do with that information what you will. I'm sure there's some fighting Irish fans out there in Duval that are licking their chops right Uh, now. It's another ACC quarterback that's going to a premier place and has will have a lot of good around him, a la Sammy Hartman a season ago, uh, which is what he did. But Uh, but a completely different quarterback than Sam Hartman. Oh, yeah, but still – Talent-wise, in oh, other words, yeah. different High skill talent. set, but both High, of them, High talent, yeah, yes. both of them very talented. Duke, Duke and Notre Dame didn't play this year, did they? Yeah, yeah, they, they did. did. Duke yeah. beat them, didn't? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, they did. Okay, nice. Yeah, I believe they beat them pretty well. Yeah, good, good. Or no, maybe that no, was no, 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 Notre no, Dame came back and Duke okay. was up tight. in that game. And yeah, Notre Dame came back. Notre Dame came back. That's right. That's when he hurt his ankle. Actually, that game. Right. I thought Florida came later. No, might have. Florida State was after. I knew they came back to beat them. Yeah. Oh, he came sure. back against yeah. Florida State yeah. but couldnn't finish Heard the game. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what happened. Uh, so, <clears throat> bottom line is is that Marcus Freeman is definitely regarded as a really good recruiter. You'd have to say his offense with Sam Hartman thrived and they did a lot of they did a lot of good. By the way, they lost their top 3 wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Their uh sophomore tight end was going to be a stud. Yeah. And they lost their second their second their their defensive guy the second most sacks in the team. So, He's losing guys too. So how many is that? You're talking four or five key guys. Oh well, he's lost twelve already, and and at least at least but five or of five, them. Really, at least five of them are guys where that he really needed. Okay, all right. So we'll keep it going. Transfer portal. You guys can hit us with the college football stuff. We'd love to do it uh, with you. Beaver Toyota, Beaver Chevy. They bring you today's show. Don't forget if you are shopping for a brand new, you're shopping for a pre-owned. You want quality and you want that service to back it up, you're going to get both, and you're going to get great people. They are there to wow you. They will prove that to you. So log on, beaverchevrolet.com, beavertoyotastaugustine.com, start taking a look at the lineup, shop virtually, and then head on to the lot and pick up your brand-new ride. I want to bring this up from the texter. So what happened to the 13 players who were drafted this year? One, literally one player is worth or, or, or working to be worth the pick. Strange has four receptions on the year, second rounder. Trent has 13 players and one is contributing. I'll read the rest of that, but I do think it's worth bringing up that right now that not contributing that well. That (laughs) that draft class is not doing a whole lot. Here's the reality, and then we do have to take a break. Look around the rest of the National Football League. Unlike this team over the last 10 years, who because there were so many draft misses and because there were free agent Band-Aid fixes – They draft players in a conveyor belt. They are not expected, outside of their first or second rounder, to contribute day one. By the way, Brenton Strange is in the starting lineup. He wasn't yesterday because he hurt his foot in practice on Friday, and he was already hinted at. Yeah, but he's he still not doing that. anything. Well, he's not supposed to. He has Evan Ingram. That look yeah. through the list okay, outside of a, and we've done this before. It sounds like we're defending the draft class, and we're I, not I, defending the draft class. We're I, defending the process of yeah. evolving as a National Football League team. You can't just be okay, twenty-two-year-old kids. 
14 okay, so, of you so, go start. Like right, well, but there's, so a lot takes, of, there's a lot of those so, guys in the NFL that are playing really yeah, well so right P- now. So Puka Nakua, what, what was he, three or four more years before he develops? <laughs> Parker Washington played pretty good last yeah. night, didn't he? Uh, okay. He did, yeah. 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 And so, we're, we're in December. We're in, I can't well, believe it. We're in December, and, and and all I know is that there's – You have Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, and Zay Jones. Yeah. Right, but I yeah. guess I guess our point is there's a lot of rookies in the NFL that are playing really well. You better yeah. believe it. Well, a where were they going to fit into this lineup? Well, the one guy's starting at right tackle. Yeah, and he's playing pretty well. And got a hold. Got a hold. Took away the game. Basically, he also gave up how many pressures to Will Anderson last week compared to what happened against the Broncos this week? It. We're going to get into the overall class. Look, there are definitely pluses, but there are definitely some minuses. We ain't going to forget about the minuses. It's XL Prime Time. All you Gator homers on the station there. Yeah, let's see how you feel when you miss the playoff. The Invitational, aka because you ain't got the QB dog. Let's go. Oh, Gator Shark. Who day? Yeah, I heard y'all talking all that stuff on the radio yesterday. Y'all talked about how they was going to lose 30 to 13 and 35 to 12 and just had us down, down. That was a good game. I knew the Bengals was taking that win back to the jungle. Who day, baby? Grilling Up Lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. You know, the funny part is, is that as we're doing the famous automotive kickoff show yesterday, uh, I commented that the Bengals fans were at Tailgaters parking right as the gates opened at four. They were there. Uh, although I got to tell you, the median age, and I say this with all due respect to my lovely Nooners and my co-hosts, median age of the Bengals fans was probably about 65, 57, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a little taken aback by that because uh, I thought with Joe Burrow, a younger fan base, mm-hmm. but evidently yeah. I think you know we have a lot of transplants, of course, here in the Northeast Florida, Southeast Georgia area. And- well, you know what I, honestly, what I learned last night at Tailgaters is that and this makes perfect sense. I'm talking to, you know, a bunch of, you know, whatever, just a bunch of different fans that are out there, uh, the regulars, and then, of course, the Bengals fans that were coming in. And they said Jacksonville, immediately when it landed on the schedule, it was a destination trip. And so they take their vacation. They plan it. And so they're there or here for a Monday night game through the weekend. That's the classic heads on bets. And a lot of fans see Jacksonville and they want to come here. Well, anyway, they made their plans before Burrow went down. And so they're like, we're still Why coming. not get out of Ohio and <laughs> yeah. come, to, come to Florida? Yeah. Who cares who's playing quarterback? Yeah. From OHIO to FLA, you will take it all day. Yeah. And, and so they came down here, and they had a big time. And obviously, it was a good game. I don't think you could have asked for more in terms of back and forth. It just sucked that this team didn't win, Leon. Yeah, because I did my smack talking, too. So that, that who day <laughs> yeah. uh, lady that was on the mic probably was heard some of my conversation over the week because I was – She was fired up. I said that. Jacksonville was the original jungle, which it was, and, and all that other kind of stuff. <laughs> that kind of parlayed out of my mouth. So, cats. So, you put that funk on Trevor, not me. No, I ain't no funk on Trevor. <laughs> I just thought that our team was better. Yeah, exactly. And it was, you know, because we would like to be the new jungle instead mm-hmm. of that old yeah, jungle. Yeah. And, and cat on cat crime was supposed to take mm-hmm. place last night, and the Jaguars uh, coming out on top, and it didn't So, happen. going back to what the, the text line originally offered up about and what yeah. you hopped on about the, about yeah. the picks, I, I, I don't think it's too much to – to expect a first-round pick to play more consistently at right tackle. I don't think it's too much to expect a second-round pick at tight end to be your second tight end. Yeah, so, you're not throwing, Farrell, so you're not throwing to Luke Farrell, okay? Yeah, Luke Farrell the last couple of weeks has made I plays. Also, yeah, yes, but, yeah. Uh, but if that's your second-round pick that you believe is going to be an athletic, game-breaking type guy that's yeah. got speed, 
He's got to beat him out, does he not? Yeah, I agree. Okay, and I don't think it's too much to expect your third-round draft pick, a running back, is going to be a guy that's going to be the top guy behind Trevor Etienne. Mm-hmm. And all, all three of those guys are and not the, what you would expect out of a first-round pick, a second-round pick, and a third. The thing that concerns the, me the most is the early <laughs> rounds, yes. Right, well, I, I think the first-round pick, look. look I'm at, happy with Harrison. Uh, uh, I, yes. I am for the most, for the most part, part, too, right. yes. But, yeah. but, there are, but you have to admit, there are times in games where you're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. He's, well, uh, he's out of his own. Did you also see the stat out there that of any right tackle, this is not just rookie right tackles, this is any right tackle, he has been left on an island the most mm-hmm. in the National Football League and this year. And that may come back to a Doug and Press question right. because there's too often where they're, they're not putting somebody in there, chipping, helping, doing that type of stuff. But for the most part, I'm going to give Harrison. That's where I give him credit. I'm like, they uh, are throwing a lot of I that will kid. give him a passing grade. My main focus. Oh, I'm not giving him a fail grade. I'm just saying I'm not giving him a fail grade at all. No, no, and I agree. You'd like to see more from everybody. My my main focus is you add up the the three of the first four rounds. You didn't draft a defensive player until the fourth round. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the first one you you, you got got hurt, and we haven't heard from him. Second one in the fourth round, we haven't heard from him. So you're talking about Ventrell Miller and Tyler Lacey that you haven't heard anything from at all. Uh, and and then obviously Tank Bigsby is is right now a liability as, they, as a third. They don't, they don't trust him. Yeah, I've been in this league. I've been in this league long enough to know that at this point in the season, if if, we, if the coaching staff has assessed your talent throughout practice or whatever, doing the plays in the meeting room, and they're saying at this point in the season right now, maybe earlier in the season they can see they can toss them out there and see what they got, whatever. But this point in the season, when you're making a playoff push. And they don't trust you. They don't trust you not to make mental penalties, turnovers, or busted assignments. Well, I mean, what about what about Strange before he got hurt? It, 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 Eleven weeks into the season, he's got four catches. Okay. Do they trust yeah. him? Well, four that's catches. what I'm saying. How, how many right? more does he have? Oh, it's really four. He's, he's been four? on the field. Yeah, just really not not a lot. There's right? no question he's been on the field yeah. for at yeah. least sixty no, percent of no, the snaps I, I, in all the games he's played. I get that. My point also, is, let's look at last year. Outside of Evan Ingram, those three tight ends combined for 24 total catches well, together. But, yeah, but see, the argument is is that if, if you, they you're using need, that pick on yeah, him, if they the didn't need that tight end, then don't go get that guy. Exactly. Right. That's my my whole genesis of this is beating up on or like I can question Trent Baalke because of the the depth of this football team. That's how I led this off in the first hour. When you have injuries, depth problems show up. And they become exposed, and so yeah, it's fair. And the bulky yeah. backers, well, you you can support them all day, but there's also going to be bulky well, bashers. Well, but listen, the there, there also has to be some accountability on the player to get out there and and and, and showcase your talent to where the coaching staff trusts you. Right. I mean, no coaching staff. If you're, if you're you're busting assignments or you're dropping balls in practice or you've got mental errors in practice or you're jumping all of a sudden, they're not going to they're not going to utilize you on Sunday. They're absolutely right. not going to utilize you because. First impressions are lasting impressions. If you if you're not getting it done in practice, why would they use you on Sunday where you may drop a ball, mental error might cost you a play? I yeah. I, I wouldn't. Right. And, and, that's that's the, so, and that's the reason why a lot of rookies don't play. Now some rookies are ahead of the class. Mm-hmm. Some rookies go out there and show they, right there on the spot. Spot Michael Parson, right there on the Instant. spot. I'm a, I, he's devastating pass rusher. Never leaves the field. That kind of guy. I mean, those are I, I, those I are rare gems. Right. Those are rare gems. They are rare, and I don't I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you at all. I, I guess the, the thing is, is if you're a fan out there, and I know that there's a lot of fans out there that think this way, why is this team not getting those rare gems? Right. Why are they not finding those rare gems? Now, you could say, well, Tyson Campbell, as he is, it took him a year. He struggled his first year. Cisco struggled his first year, right? So maybe these guys are better next year. I don't know. But the point I think a lot of people are, are concerned about out there right now is, well, if you're going to spend a second-round draft pick on a tight end, get 
productivity. Yes. Well, well here's, here's the thing. You, you got Anton Harrison, right? Okay. He's a cubic zirconia right now. But more polished, he's going to be a diamond. Absolutely, I, I I've seen. You're convinced I, of that. I'm I've seen enough of yeah, his play good. right now where he just needs reps. Okay. He, he, he just needs reps. He needs to get beat. He needs to learn from those, those mistakes he makes. All right. Now yesterday in that game against terrible hole holding call can't have it. All right. It, can't it have a, it. It was a game a game awesome game changing. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. game changing. Right. But then I also saw him last week go up against Will Anderson and totally neutralize him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I give him a passing grade overall for yeah. sure. But when you start looking, like I mentioned Puka Nakua, you can't get away from how dynamic that, that dude has been in L.A. And you can go to Devon A-Chain. Before he got hurt, mm-hmm. I like, I'm going to stay with A-Chain. Before he got hurt and after he got hurt, he has made uh, big-time plays. Laporta, Kincaid, you can go down the line. Osiris Torres, he immediately steps in and becomes a starter. So Anton Harrison has as well. It's not like I'm taking that away from him. But you have to, in your first four rounds, you got to get more guys that are making more plays for you, and that's just the, that. That would be my criticism of, of, of what has happened with, yeah. with the bulky drive. I mean, listen, you can look historically at the Jaguars. The best, the best, in my figure, the best class was Hardy, Brackens, Beasley, mm-hmm. right there on the spot. They, they playing. Yeah. All right, that's a class. That's what you. That's what you get out of your first and second, third round pick. I can't remember who the fourth round pick was, mm-hmm. but I'm sure those three those three players had an impact right there on day one. Yeah, that's the kind of class you got to have. Oh yeah, and 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 there's a reason why you probably didn't need to go any further than mm-hmm. than those first three because that's what they did. They they did work and made you basically. That's where you got it. You can't just shine in the first round. You got to have depth on your football team, and that comes by obviously yeah, making good my, picks my throughout. Still is my first year. All right, Cersei, Kirkland, Steve. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got you got those three guys made an impact right from the night that well, took yeah. me a little longer. But <laughs> ever heard of them? <laughs> day one. Yeah, but you, it took, it took me longer. Me, it took me day because you held out. Yeah, that worked. That part. Right. Yeah. That little minor, minor thing. That might have been a problem. <laughs> All right. So we'll stay on that subject, and then obviously, you know how they repair themselves mentally and physically. This next game is going to be paramount. Hey, like we said, this team, for whatever the reason, over the last two years in which Doug Peterson has been the head coach, when their backs are against the wall, when everyone's counting them out. That's when they suddenly show up. Can they do it again next week at Cleveland? Will they have Trevor Lawrence? We do not know at this time. All we do know, in case you're just joining us, is that it is a high ankle sprain, but Doug Peterson, optimistic, would not, quote, put Trevor in a box, but did say that we will evaluate as the week goes on if he will be able to go week 14, week 13. 14. What are we at? Man, alive. Here we are. It's December 5th against the Cleveland Browns. I also want to touch on, and I know a couple of our Nooners are asking about this new NCAA proposal for a new subdivision to pay players. Uh, Completely new to this subject, so Mm -hmm. I know Matt Hayes is obviously very well versed in it, and so we will look into that and a whole lot more coming up up soon right here on XL Primetime. We are who we are, and we aren't thought we were we are who they thought we were even though we thought that they thought wrong i mean what the hell was that by the jacks defense yesterday they played against a quarterback with little to no experience yet they made him look like prime mahomes travis tn there is a reason why he's not performing let me tell you call me this is xl prime time brought to you by florida home ac now that's cool on 1010xl so they're out there going, what did he just say? Mm. The first guy reminded me of Spider in Goodfellas. 
No, no, I thought that oh, yeah, you yeah. said that, that you wanted... We are who yeah. we are. We aren't who we... <laughs> I want whatever he's having right they now. We uh, I need whatever funny, he's like a clown? to get me through this Tuesday. Um, like a funny? Why do we need to call that that no- guy? Because he knows why Travis Etienne's Does it have something struggling. to do with his... Okay, I won't say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll refrain, Gator fans. You can fans. say it. Go ahead. With yeah. his brother transferring, you can say it. Go ahead. Hmm, I'm... You know? Portaled. He's portaled. Is he officially portaled? We don't. Know I don't yet. know. I mean, okay. it, it, we feel like it is on happening. Three have Are like you hearing something? Access, That's what we're saying. Does on three have <laughs> access to to the database? Like, <laughs> I I mean, from everything I read, tea leaves wise, I thought it would have happened already. Yeah, we're talking about Trevor Etienne now. Yeah, we moved on. We moved on to college. Yeah, it's what she was referring to. Travis as far is as not in the portal, and no, the playoff committee is not going to leave the Jaguars out if they win double digit games. Yeah, it's okay, folks. All right, but so what does it. this guy know that we don't know? Oh. Yeah, exactly. Travis Etienne. That's what I want to get into. Uh, because he I'll knows call something. him later. Yeah, yeah he knows something. That. All right, 207-7071. That is the number to the pop-off line. You can get it off your chest. You can entertain us. You can entertain the masses uh, by calling it 207-7071. Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota Tuesday, hanging out. And what is a gorgeous day today. Matter of fact, Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota, part of our Toys for Tots Christmas. They will be out at uh, the Golf Club of Southampton tomorrow with our uh, XL primetime Christmas, so I'm looking forward to that for sure. The forecast looking beautiful. Like I think it's going to kiss 60 tomorrow with beautiful sunshine, something like that. I like that. This is going to be awesome. All right, so uh, let's just bring this up as far as what we were talking about and teasing earlier. NCAA President Charlie Baker, Matt, is proposing rule changes that would allow, and I love the word allow, Leon could chime in on this one as well. Allow D1 schools for the first time to pay their athletes in ways that are not tied to educational resources. That basically means not just giving them a scholarship. Like room and board. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that all because basically, what is it? Cost of attendance was the phrase that they would use, and so they made sure that full cost of attendance they would have that covered. But now they're saying beyond that. Well, hello. That's what the players have been asking for, Leon, yeah. for a long so time. So, <laughs> for the first what, time, huh? What the what the exact narrative is? D one college and universities can give student athletes quote any level of enhanced educational benefits they deem appropriate. Uh-huh. In other words, you can pay them whatever you want. All right. So there's two things with this. He has now lit the fuse as far as the the main school is pulling away from everybody else. Uh-huh. There's no doubt about that. That fuse has been lit right. because not everybody can do this. And if you're if you're allowing schools to pay players whatever they want, right, then you now have officially opened up a free agency system that has no salary cap, none, N- no salary cap at all. Okay, and here's another thing, and you've also, like I said, let the fuse let the, so now these the, the elite schools are going to pull away, and what they're trying to do, and this is the key thing, mm-hmm. they're trying to keep the television rights revenue to themselves. Okay. So what they're doing is saying, well, you can pay them whatever you want. And then the argument then when the players are going to come back and start saying we want some of that revenue, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. they deserve some of the revenue, right. the argument's going to be it's not us, it's your school. And they can blame they it on They can them. pay you whatever they want to pay you. We've allowed them to do that. And they won't. And the, no, of course they won't. Well, in other words, the NCAA gets to say, and they won't pay and you. And then the Therefore, institution. They're right. the bad yes, guy. of the course. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. they're, they're certainly the not going to pay them 48% of the media rights revenue. Okay, which I told you already is going to be close to five billion with a B, 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 when boy, they get to the billion annually with for the power conferences and the playoff. 
billion. Uh, so my question five is five billion <laughs> annually. Annually. How soon until the players unionize? Nah, just well, it's it's difficult. Dangerous. They've tried. It's, it's I'll I'll give you the billion. You ready? The Big Ten is at like one point one billion annually right now. The mm-hmm. SEC will be at one point one when they figure out the deal with the with Texas and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So that's two point two. Right. The new playoffs are going to be one and a half billion annually. Just the actual playoff itself. Yeah, just the playoff. So okay, that's, I was, all right, so now, that's now, three now, seven. Now it's making sense because I thought <laughs> I thought you said five billion just for the playoff. Now it's making so sense. So that's three seven. And yeah. then the ACC and the Big Twelve combined will be around thirty seven hundred eight hundred yeah. uh, eight hundred million, nine hundred million. And don't so think that puts a, you right around the four seven, four, eight range. Okay, don't billion think, annually. Don't think for a moment that the ACC is not out there from the commissioner down to the athletic director at FSU, coach, player, all of them that have, you know, been just railing on the uh, selection committee, they're doing it because the ACC has been minimized, and they're going to try and take advantage of this situation as much as they possibly can. You know, that's what—that's well, at least part of know. what they're doing. I, I think I think they thought Alabama was better. I mean, honestly, dude. Yeah, I, I, I agree. We're hearing all this stuff. Totally Everybody's agree. throwing all these conspiracy theories out. I just think those thirteen people thought Alabama was better than Florida State. Yeah, so that's so. It. So, so Matt, okay, listen, I understand, when it comes to the NFL, I understand that the shared revenue is between the players and the owners, right? Correct. All right, so when it comes to the college football, I mean, if they don't want to share the, the revenues of these billions of dollars, I mean, who is this money actually going to? The universities. The universities yeah. that, that they said they could pay the players yeah. whatever they wanted. Yeah. Don't want to share the revenue with the players. They yeah. help make the university the money that they make. Yeah. Wow, that's wow, that's that's some dirty stuff. That's though, that is some dirty stuff. I wasn't going to say stuff, but I couldn't say the other. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, I thought it for you though when you said. Yeah, that's, it. I thought it. In I mind. mean, it's that's what they're doing. They're trying to do the end around on. Well, we're giving the money to the universities. Right. They earn the money. Right. It's up to them to pay you. Wow, it's dirty what they're doing. But that's look, they're doing it everything the they can. Not surprised. They're doing yeah. everything they can to keep that money, man. Right. That's what they're doing. And and that is the money that is oh, the labor of the players. Oh, that making you, you the well, again, oh, we yeah. know that this has been going on forever yeah. and it was building to a head where you were finally <clears throat> going to see the NIL has helped because players are getting paid. That is a plus. But then it's let the universities off, okay? They basically have skated free financially because the boosters, businesses are paying that freight for those players. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't wait for this time to come when they'd say, okay, you, university, now you can need to go ahead and open up your checkbook and start paying Plus, for you players. Don't, and I don't know whether they'll do it or not you don't or, go, or how much they'll do it. You don't go for more than 150 years of college football where you do everything you possibly can do yeah. to prop up your quote-unquote amateur model, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. where they get an education and you get their work, which is just ridiculous. You don't do that, and then all of a sudden in the last two or three years you just completely change everything. Because you're this magnanimous soul who wants oh, wants yeah. to do what's Just best. Just a bunch of good no. people. They realize now that the courts, after what SCOTUS said two years ago, that they're done. And they know they're done, so they're doing everything they can to to try and keep as much money as they can before some attorney or attorneys get this thing in court mm-hmm. and get, in for, get it in front of the SCOTUS, and it's over. And over. This is just football. Correct. So this would be a separate entity from the NCAA. No, it will get to the NCAA tournament. That will happen. Because if these guys break away... They're going to break away and have their own basketball tournament, too. Correct, which that was my bigger question. Yes. Because then what's to say also Title IX lawsuits? Because we're seeing, in terms of NIL dollars, it's the women's basketball players and the gymnasts that are among some of the highest-ranking NIL deals in the country right That's now. That's their way of getting around Title IX is they're saying, we're giving the money to the universities. If they want to pay the, if they want to pay the women, it's up to them to pay the women as much as they're paying the men. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, ugly situation, and I hope honestly, I hope they. And let, let me say this they, again, real quick. So, their eye. so no one has any kind of doubt here. The NCAA is the universities. Yes, it's just all three hundred six of them combined with one figurehead at top, who is right now Charlie Baker. He's the figurehead right now, the former Massachusetts governor. Yeah. These guys are making rules for themselves. It's the hen watching the hen house. Well, but it's also the the fact they get to hide behind the the name, the title that it's the NCAA. Right, because because ninety eight percent of the people in America will say, "Oh, the mean NCAA." It's them. They're right. the NCAA. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's also the decentralization of government, of saying, well, we're not going to be the ones to make the decision. We're going to pass the power to these institutions themselves, decentralized government, when in reality, those are the same presidents <laughs> that are voting for Charlie <laughs> think, Baker think, and giving Think about him where we've gone in the last decade. A decade ago, okay, there was, I mean, the stipend wasn't even a thing. Right. You couldn't pay anybody anything. You couldn't give them a hamburger, okay? Now you can pay them whatever you want. Yeah. It's yeah. all up to you. Whatever you want. The the Cersei sub was illegal. And, oh, and, and uh, yes. kids getting paid to wash cars mm. was illegal. Well, how yeah. about I the, want my residual. Right. I don't blame you. Well, I always time. felt like my biggest issue inherently with NIL was I always felt, Josie, for the the kicker who had um, the art business on the side. Yeah, you see, there yes. was another um, kicker who like was a musician and wasn't allowed to publish his songs on YouTube because so if he profited, that would violate NCAA violations. But this is the same entity that then airs commercials about how only one percent of our student athletes go pro in their sport, ninety nine percent go pro in something else. Yeah, it, it, that, honestly, like that's where this started, and now look where we are. You, you've heard the term trafficking, and it's a bad word. Because it, it's bad you know, in every way imaginable. But this is basically them making money off the backs of players. And they have. And, and they don't want to stop making as much as they possibly can. The funny thing is is that if, if, they, if they do share in the profits, it, it will, I would think, make a lot of people happy. And, yes, their bank account will shrink, but it won't completely go away. And if, if, if they're willing to basically turn their backs on the players by not Paying them, who knows what the end result could be, and, and it's 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 terrible when you peel back the curtain and you see how much money has been made. And when Matt throws out the potential of five billion dollars, now I've always argued the revenue-producing sports pay for all the non-revenue revenue-producing sports, which I totally get because whatever it is, track and field, golf, lacrosse, whatever, they are not making money, but they are getting those dollars from the revenue producing sports to give them that chance to compete. I totally get all that, but there's still more money out there. There's of course, still I mean, more money out there. There's almost $5 billion annually out yeah, there. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah, I, I, billion. I, and I don't know how the spreadsheet would look, but I'm sure there's some left over for the players. There should be. <laughs> there's a lot left over, yeah. okay? A lot. Yeah, I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. All right, uh, yeah. let's get in the 2 o'clock hour. Let's get back to you, Jags. We have to find a couple of fixes uh, for this football team. Leon, leave us with one before you go, just because it's a, it's a bit of a short work week, even though you know they, they had the Monday Night Football stage at home. They now have a little bit of a short work week. The injury report does not look good. Uh, just leave us with a thought heading into the 2 o'clock it, it, hour. It got toughened up, both yeah. sides of the ball. This Cleveland Browns defense and offense is going to ground and pound you. Going to get after the path to stop the run. They're going to run the ball and play action you. So yeah. this team is going to have to toughen up. Yeah. Simple, your big boy pants. 
<laughs> Simple as that. Yep. All right. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. All right. Big Source heads out. Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota. They bring you today's show. On the lot is where you need to go if you're looking for a brand new ride or a pre-owned ride. And talk to the people. They'll educate you on what they can offer price-wise, service contract, everything that comes along with it. And you want to be happy when you ride off the lot. And I guarantee you, they are there to wow you and do that. BeaverChevrolet.com, Beaver Toyota, St. Augustine. Com. So the 2 o'clock hour, back to the injury update. What's the latest on Trevor, Christian Kirk, and company with your Jacksonville Jaguar? Listen, we got 100, 100% confidence in, in CJ. I mean, he did a nice job, you know, getting us down the field there and, and um, you know, tying the football game. Should have been the game-winning field goal, but it wasn't. You know, got a lot of confidence in CJ. You know, he's, he's a veteran player. He's played a lot of football, and um, if he happens to be the guy, then, you know, we get behind him and support him. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Well, you know it's serious when you look up on ESPN and you see Mike DiRocco, and then you say it's even more serious when you see him wearing a coat and tie. We need them to zoom in. We need them to zoom in because DRock, and granted, his lovely wife is a librarian, and so that's part of why the home studio set is elite. Yeah. But he uh, looks so tiny compared to those bookshelves. I want bookshelves like that, but I would also probably. But they basically said, hey, D Rock, um, this is a serious injury. Can you put a suit on, pal? I mean, come on. Uh, you need suit- to come on Sports Center. Come on, bro. You know he's got shorts on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But suit designates, boxers. suit designates greater injury. <laughs> I need injury. to get over to Orange Park. I need before. to zoom in on the camera. Yeah, which is just classic. Uh, it's a beautiful bookshelf, though. Yeah. And you've, you've got the Gatorade Fast Twitch with the Trevor water bottle and. I mean, that's a lot uh, of books. Gatorade, a Coke bottle. Twitch Shout out to being the, uh, a Coke sponsor now to the yeah. Jags. All right. Or Jags are a Coke team. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> Some you, Gators you, love up there. Never say we didn't give you love, Gators. Yeah. You, you heard what Doug Peterson said uh, about it should have been a game winner. I, I pulled that out of that comment like, uh, hey, defense, uh, pick it up a little bit, okay? Really? Good flipping. I just, you know, I pulled that out of it. Well, you, missed the, you missed the previous one. Should have been the game winner. No, yeah. I was yeah. thinking the defense. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they don't throw I, kickers under the bus like that, know, dude. Man. They're very no. because he made Did it. Did you listen to that, JJ? Yeah. He does. He's the kicker, right? What? Was it the kicker or the defense he was throwing under no, the bus? No, McManus. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Absolutely yeah. threw shade at so McManus. Too. There was oh. no question no, I, in my mind listening I, I guess back I, to it. I guess I don't disagree with that, but I also feel like that had that insert. Uh, they gave up massive amount of I know yards they did. and points. But that's football these days. I know. Jake. Flipping Brown. I know. I'm not disagreeing with you. All I'm saying is that's football now. Yeah. When you have a chance to score points, you've got to score points. It's a 48 yard field goal. No, no, no. I I understand that. And I like I said, I don't disagree that if he's getting on Brandon McManus, that's fine. Brandon had made 18 in a row. Has missed what two of the last four? I, yeah. They don't. They and these coaches don't do that with individuals. They yeah. they like go at things as a unit. I don't think he was. Can you roll the tape? It's so different. Yeah, we is... just played it. I know. Listen, we got 100. 100% confidence in, in CJ. I mean, he did a nice job, you know, getting us down the field there and, and um, you know, tying the football game. Should have been the game-winning field goal, but it wasn't. You know, got a lot of confidence in CJ, you know. I got no, it. that's shade. Yeah. yeah, on the defense. Yeah, I, I, I think it's shade on either, actually. But I, I just I, feel like – I initially heard it as a kicker. Yeah, the and, and, the and kicker. it's just funny. It's like, okay, we've done enough to win this game is basically what exactly. I'm Exactly. And so, so anyway, I think more than anything else, if whether we agree or disagree – the defense let them down last night. Okay, the defense did. defense performed horribly when you consider what they were facing. 
they were facing a guy, and I, I went back and looked at the numbers. You go back to last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Granted, it's one more opportunity for Jake Browning to be under center and start, go through the whole week again, knowing he's the starter and all that kind of stuff. But you're talking about his success at home versus his success on the road. And he toyed with this team. Okay, look at the open receivers on third down. They needed a third and four, and they got 18. I mean, these types of things were happening last night. And what's wild is this is the same secondary outside of obviously some personnel changes because of health issues, Mm -hmm. and that was, in theory, upgrading because you were getting Tyson Campbell back. The same secondary that plastered the Texans last week for eight, nine seconds, C.J. Stroud is in the pocket. You're on the road in a hostile environment, and they hold up there. What the heck happened? Is it just because Jake Browning was getting the ball out that quickly? Well, he did. He definitely worked with a short passing game, and 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 I think it's, he did it's, play well too. It's, yeah, it's no, he played well. You, and, say, and you know what? Well. I got a te- I know I wasn't on the program yesterday, yeah. but I said it on the kickoff show. I got a text Sunday of you can't take him lightly. Mm-hmm. Look, look back at his tape at Washington. Devin Lloyd told me last Thursday he was like, I I lost to him in a Pac-12 championship game. Mm-hmm. He's a good quarterback. And talking to people who worked with him in Minnesota, they were impressed with him as much as he never saw game action. And I, I don't, I don't mind anybody saying, "Hey, you better take him seriously," because they're all. I think Matt hit on it yeah. in the first hour. Like that may be the underlying issue. Did they take this game seriously on defense? I think there's the offense. I for you know everyone can panic all they yeah. want about the sky is falling, and obviously, rightfully so with the injuries, but. In reality, your offense put up almost 400 yards, and that was with Trevor Lawrence not finishing the game. If, yeah, Trevor's, if Trevor doesn't get hurt, he throws for 350 again. And they were actually in a situation where they either had the one-up score and got matched, or the other team got the score and they had to match them. And they did every single time. Not like they didn't, because this went, was it 7-7, and then 14-7, and then 14-14, and then 21, and then 28, and then 31. And so they matched them every single time. But it was that defense, when you just take a look at the conversion rate and take a look at the the very few times the ball hit the ground when Jake Browning let go of it and how many times Jamar Chase was targeted and ended up with the football in his hands. And that uh, like that one catch that they showed, he uh, somebody said it on Get Up This Morning, Jamar Chase made one reception with four different grabs. Right. Right. There <laughs> I mean, were It was crazy. There were many culprits last night. Yeah. The defense, yeah. The, everything, yeah. the injuries, the, you know, yeah, uh, it just, yeah. Overall, you come away feeling like, what the hell just happened? That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. After C.J. Beathard was unsuccessful in vindicating the state of Iowa last night with a game-winning drive, Phil Parker... The defensive Wait, this coordinator. this is what we stopped for? Yes, because I I've never seen her like jump news. around. I never. I thought this was like Jaguar news. I you were like jumping some, around. No, Honestly, I you know mean, what I... Round of applause. The, the reason that Iowa even was in a Big Ten championship oh game God. on oh Saturday. God. I thought something serious Phil happened. Phil Parker, at long last, no, has you know won the Broyles Award. I thought you, know you I were thought? breaking news. Someone texted you something. You were breaking news. No, yeah. not at all. I'm just happy. When she did this, all right, watch on YouTube. She did... <laughs> Did, I was like, I was doing a dance. She did the Elaine dance, okay? And I'm thinking, all right, that means Trevor doesn't even have a high yeah, ankle sprain. Happened, right. He's going to be able to practice tomorrow. I mean, that's how I saw that one. That was classic. No, I'm just <laughs> excited that at long last, his hard work has finally, finally been recognized. Uh, we don't know. <laughs> <The> de- <laughs> we have no idea. The defensive coordinator <laughs> in Iowa. Yeah, I mean, I think Damn, that that's we got to get up. over that. 
That's, that's like what? that Iowa talk on this show has to. <laughs> it's end. a bit, that's and I needed up. to get some sort of positivity <laughs> into this program. Like, I thought you were going to say the second MRI came back in Christian Kirk. <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah. fine. Christian or, Kirk, no uh, core. No, I'm not just a homer. I'm not a homer. I would never do that. The source just texted me that Trevor Lawrence really uh, isn't hurt. It was all a mirage, something uh, like that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. All right, so. You know, back to to Doug's uh, original you know thought. At least what we were talking hey, listen, about. Listen, that means that Sharon Moore, our, our our great leader out in Michigan, did mm-hmm. not win the Broyles Award. Mm-hmm. So there's also that part of it. So yeah. the point I was making originally was that yeah. the defense was a problem. Yeah, the quarterback, uh, the backup quarterback, he played all right, but he could have made better plays. The offensive tackle holding. Yeah, on the on the would would have been the play for the backup. Yeah, you had you right? had a game winning play. Yes, you got a secondary that couldn't cover anybody last night. Yeah. All right. Other than Josh Allen's a couple couple plays, you had a, a defensive line that couldn't get pressure, and that was getting a healthy Tyson Campbell back. And so, and, who and, didn't play well yet? Right. Night. And that was a big moment. I don't know how I can't remember how early in the game the Jamar Chase play. That was a big moment. Also, I think it made it twenty-one fourteen at that yeah. point. Yeah. I think it put uh, uh, the Bengals ahead. What yeah. was the I out that so. Chase ran that completely turned Tyson Campbell around? Well, it was on the one on one on the eighty yard touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean it was a simple out. And then Campbell's- it was and then also the video of T. Higgins absolutely dusting. Yeah. I think it was on a post he dusted Tyson on a post route. And it's like like somebody tweeted out there like six foot five, two hundred, whatever T. Higgins is, like yeah. he should not be doing that against a guy who who's so many people quicks. talked about being a pro bowler this year. Yeah, who's got the quicks? It's you know, it's disappointing, especially because the first defensive drive I thought this defense looked extremely competent. And mm-hmm. even on the second drive where they benefited from a missed field goal by Evan McPherson, yeah, an, another doink, yeah. which, hey, I don't know if anybody's ever had that happen in back-to-back games. That, that's what's so disappointing is, I mean, Josh Allen gets him and Trayvon Walker meet at the quarterback, opening drive. You bend, you don't break on the second drive. And it's like, okay, maybe it's not going to be their A game, but it's their B game. And then late, you what, have... Like, what happened is, like, all I can come up with is, like... The, and I, I asked multiple players in the locker room, and you can listen to our interviews on 1010XL's YouTube and Facebook channel. Like, I asked multiple players, like, did they do anything you weren't expecting? And they were like, well, you know, we knew they'd go and lean into the screen game. And, you it's know... Like, and, and, they, they missed a big opportunity because if, you got, if you're up 7-0 and you got the ball at midfield to start a drive... You got to go in and make it fourteen. It's like a three and out. out. Exactly. You got to put them out, man. Right. And and, and knock them out. Yeah. What's worse than settling for three? A three and out. Right. Okay. That's really bad. You got to literally go knock them out. Yeah. And and you have only so many of those moments where you you basically have to step on the throat and make sure you get it done. And we all agree, there's not an easy out in the National Football League. But when you have your opportunity, you better do it. You have to extinguish the enemy. And the the thing is, is that it's at home. Okay. Because you do, you do what you're describing, then all of a sudden, Jake Browning, you know what, Places tightens up just a little thing. bit. Yeah, of course. And, and so that's those are the moments that you look back. If you're and, chasing 14 instead of 7, yeah. it's completely different. And, and I get what the players are saying. They didn't throw anything at us, you know, and it, but they didn't make the plays. And you take a look at what Mixon, and we, we mentioned it earlier, between Brown and Mixon, Brown's yards per carry average was up there, okay? He was getting the job done. He averaged 6.8, whereas Mixon only averaged 3.6. Collectively, they were able to get the job done to the tune of 100, 156 yards uh, with a couple of Browning scrambles. And so they were able to take – you know what they averaged? Five yards a carry. And so those types of things cannot happen. Uh, and, and so Is that not good? Five uh, yards yeah. Is that bad? Yeah. And, and then also take a look at what Mixon did in that screen game. One of those 
first handful of screenplays that they ran where they were able to set up that score, I mean, he gutted them up the right side for, what, about 25, 30 yards on that screen run. And so those are the ones that drive you crazy. And Browning was, at the very least, coached up well by Zach Taylor. He said, hey, don't try and do too much. Don't overcommit. See the shortest, most uh, high percentage throw you can make, and make it with confidence. And Co- he did. Coach Campo did lament, though, sitting next to me on press row, and then I know we have to break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, and Granted, it obviously went in the Jags' favor, one of the, the bou- lucky bounces I guess they did get. Yeah. The lateral, whatever that was, the double pass that resulted in the Josh Allen yeah. interception. Like, Coach looked at me, and he was like, I don't know what it is with these Taylor brothers, man. They, they think that they're the smartest guy in the room. You're on your own what was it? Fifteen yards. Yeah, line? it was in. It was in, in. It was in a red zone. It just wasn't their red zone. And so, yeah, and they've that's... been driving easily the entire game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, without it, doing that stuff. It, and so, yeah, that was just genius. And you thought, okay, <laughs> that's going to be the one that's going to take care of business, and, and it didn't. All right, shout out to Section One Forty Seven. They looked like they were having a good time last and night. And also, they noted, yeah. you know what? I would say third from left. And, yeah, and I love the message no, that uh, that one for, that <laughs> Section One Forty Seven sent us. Rough night for the Jags. Got home at one thirty. Up for work at five. Ready to do it in a few weeks on Sunday night. Jags yeah. will bounce back at Cleveland. Defense will play the best game they've played all year. That's yeah. a bold prediction, and I know we got bold facts coming up, don't yeah, we, Joseph? Yeah, exactly. Let's do it. Uh, it is a, a, a beautiful Tuesday. Keep it coming. Six four one ten ten. You can also hit us on YouTube. Here's a bold fact brought to you by Bold City Brewery, Duval's first craft brewery, online at boldcitybrewery.com. Well, we've got Bold City Brewery right there in the downtown area. They were packed. Last night, as you can imagine, and of course, the production house in Riverside on Roselle Street. And don't forget, Taco Tuesday, Taco, Taco, Taco. You can enjoy some of their great creations in the craft world along with those tacos. They got that special log on, boldcitybrewery.com, and you'll be able to check out everything that they have got cooking. All right, let me ask you this question, and it kind of speaks volumes about the arguments that we've had going to the uh, college football playoff. And where teams should have been placed in those final four spots. I need, if you don't mind, see if you can pull this off. It's not too hard, but in order, teams with the most power five victories, okay, meaning they've won over power five teams with at least six wins, okay? Oh, I know the answer. This season? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this season. With the most power five victories. I think I know number one. All right, and and you can do them in order if you want, but you know, is I, it ranked or it's just just, just power just five, power five, with seven power wins. five teams? Well, don't have to be ranked. One, I think. I think it is FSU. Yeah, FSU's definitely one because they were undefeated. Well, they also played, and they played they a lot played of good LSU. Like they played, they played a lot of better than average. They teams. played LSU in Florida, non-con. That's what it is. So I'm going to say FSU. I'm going to say uh, it's not Michigan because Michigan played some mm-hmm. bad teams. I'm going to say it's Iowa. Uh, maybe it might be Iowa, actually. I feel like a lot of the teams in the Big Ten West Washington. didn't win t- uh, seven Washington's games. Won. I'm going to go. With, how, many, how many do we have? Uh, Washington's I would, definitely I would won. like four, but I'm not going to get so, it. So just, FSU, th- just throw your Washington, guesses out. FSU, Washington. That's fine. One or two um, is fine. Oregon. Need to go further than that. I'm going to say Texas. Uh, Georgia, I think. No, it can't be Georgia because they had a couple. Because what's the threshold again? Seven uh, just wins. Power five teams with at least six wins. With six. at least six wins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, Northwestern got bowl eligible. Rutgers is bowl eligible. I'm going to say Florida State, uh, Alabama. Um, 
I'm going to say Florida State, Washington, Texas, and Iowa. And Texas. That's right. Yeah, Iowa's a good one, actually. Yeah, she's right. working it in. I knew because I knew he was going to do this. Yeah. All right, let's hear it. Who All right, it? let me give it to you. So, uh, and and again, you know, it's funny because I think it counts. I don't know whether they're good power five teams or bad power five teams. Power five teams, but at least if you have six wins, they're you're thinking, eligible, right? Yeah. Okay. The one flaw in your argument, Matt, when you mentioned that Florida State had played LSU and you mentioned Florida too, Florida didn't get that. Uh, so, right. so, yeah. True. So we we have to remind ourselves of Dang. that. But at the top of the charts, okay, with eight. Total wins against Power 5 teams with at least six victories. FSU and Alabama are at the top. Boom. Okay? Two for so, me. if you're going to argue one, then you have to argue the other. So, my whole point is is that FSU would say, wait a damn minute. Well, Alabama had the same number, and obviously Alabama got in there. Alabama and FSU each have eight. Georgia heading, Georgia. Georgia heading into the SEC championship game. Had a half dozen, and they're stuck with a half dozen. Washington moved up and got it seventh. Okay, so that's where we are. You're at Alabama, FSU, Washington, and Georgia. Then after that, you have Ohio State with five, uh, Oregon with five because they lost to Washington, Texas Texas. with six, uh, Michigan with five. So. Iowa was not on there, but Michigan got their last one. Yeah, I don't know why you guys yeah. thought Iowa was yeah. on well, there. Because they have 10 wins, so we were just yeah. trying to go through right. what are we teams thinking? that have. The, the that Big of it, 10 West the rest of it is terrible, right? Yeah, that was the, that was surprising the, the how many of them made bowl games, too. But it's kind of interesting because— Rutgers is in a bowl game, and they're playing the Canes. <laughs> they beat them. Yeah, by the way, you better not lose that game, dude. Yeah. I don't care who's playing quarterback for you. It's in a yeah. baseball stadium. That I, should be fun. I'll forget about that game as soon as it's over. Are you the saying bowl, bowl games are dead? Like yeah. there with the transfer portal, it's it's even and like it draft. was already bad with the guys going to the NFL who never play mm-hmm. in these bowl games. Least, but now right. guys that are transferring and they're in the portal, they also don't play. So these teams are right. destroyed. Well, like from the top down, from the quarterbacks to the defense. Like they, if you're worth a damn or you're in the portal, you're not playing in a bowl game. So there's going to be. Some of these well, at least sponsors at point, that are going to be stepping up and being like, what are we paying for with these bowl games? Yeah, at least at one point, and I love the bowls, at least at one I point you would have just a handful, like like the tip top, you know what I mean? The first rounders that were going to sit out. And then the other ones yeah, would exactly. play. And then now by, it's just like every Yeah, little by little. Uh, you know, hey, join the party. And then now the portal has, has gutted them. And I was saying earlier to you guys, just take a look at the betting odds how difficult it is to pick these games now because of the exodus of players. Oh, my God. Imagine betting on a team where their third-string quarterback's playing the second-string quarterback. So that that part's ugly. Did you also hear the Outback Bowl is not the Outback Bowl? No, and there's no more Bloomin' Onion mascot. It's truly So what's even the point of bowl season? Uh, The Pop-Tart Bowl. That is (laughs) the point because it's going to be an edible mascot. Do we still have a Gasparilla and a Duke's Mayo? Well, I know we that do. Uh, we, do we are in the mowers, yeah. the badass yeah. mowers pinstripe bowl or whatever it's called. Yeah, I do like that too. <laughs> there is like still a Duke's Mayo bowl only because I keep seeing on Instagram Alyssa Lang is like yeah. doing a sponsorship yeah. with them. And yeah. so like akin to me with the McKenzie's run, she's mm-hmm. doing a Duke Mayo combine and she like works out with a jar of mayo. It's funny so that's how say. I know it still exists. And also yeah. Mac Brown could have mayo dumped on him, which would be very funny. It's just so funny. Hey, uh, hey, Duke's Mayo, I got an idea of marketing play. Let's teach people how to get in shape while eating Duke's mayonnaise. <laughs> that is something. But Alyssa can pull it off, that's for sure. It's XL Primetime. This 
is XL Primetime. Brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Some interesting notes around the National Football League, and I tweeted this during last night's game, but now it has truly, potentially, come to fruition. As Jake Browning was dissecting, or what do we say, Matt? Surgically. Surgically. Surgically dissecting the Jaguars' defense last night. Twelve-some-odd-hours later, reports out of Minnesota that Josh Dobbs could be benched as the Vikings could potentially consider consider other options at quarterback. This also comes on the heels of the news this morning that Tommy DeVito will remain the starting quarterback in New York, to which I say, has the proverbial national media darling torch been passed, or will it be passed, from Tommy and the Chicken Cutlets, from Josh Dobbs once upon a time, to Jake Browning. <laughs> I see it happening before our very eyes, folks. And I don't think we can remember a season, maybe you guys can, on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosure, 641-1010, in which we've had so many backup quarterbacks, A, B, so many who have suddenly become the darlings of the national media. Yeah, nothing can top what Brock Purdy has become. Yeah, that's the biggest one of them all. Yeah, nothing can top him. uh, And he's he's not a backup quarterback anymore. Yeah, unless he goes completely south. But he was, and now he ain't, uh, because he has done incredible things. A lot of good around him and a great coach and all that stuff. uh, But he is the, the exception to the rule. And those other ones, like Dobbs, it's so funny because defenses figure you out, and they figure out how to apply the pressure in certain points, and they voodoo doll you to death, you know, with the stick pins, and and you finally, you know, they they figure out your weakness. And Brock Purdy, I have to give him credit. To this point, no one has really figured out his weakness. They've made him make a few mistakes, but he hasn't made enough of them to, to warrant any criticism whatsoever as far as his play is concerned. Since that game against the 49ers, Trevor Lawrence ranks number one in the National Football League in terms of EPA per play. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he is second in the National Football League in success rate at 55% behind Brock Purdy, who has run 22 less plays than Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Part of that, you can certainly say, is the guys around him. Oh, my gosh, yes. But you can't dismiss some of those throws he was making on Sunday were high-level throws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we asked uh, Troy this question yesterday when Coach Campo was in because of the amount uh, – actually, I take that back. We asked Kurt Warner this question because of the amount of talent that he had around him. When you think of the greatest show on turf, Falk, Holt, Bruce, you can go on and on. They had everything going their way. And is the potential there? And obviously, he named the Niners first because they have everything. They've got McCaffrey. They've got Kittle. They've got Ayuk. You can go on and on. Even Jennings stepped up the other day and made big plays for them. And obviously, the quarterback, the way he's operating, this football team going into last night, you felt like had the potential. Look at Evan Ingram finally getting in the end zone. Look at what Kirk, Calvin, and and ETN have been able to do to help Trevor be the best he can be. Now, you're going to be missing – uh, at, at a minimum, a couple of weeks of Trevor. At least that's what it sounds like. And then you week may be to week missing. Officially. Yeah, and you may miss the bulk of this season with Christian Kirk. We don't know. Let's repeat. Second opinion is what they're seeking right now. But a core injury. It looked like a groin, and that could be serious. 
And we don't know whether or not when when will they get that second opinion. It's sometime between today and tomorrow. Yeah, I would imagine they're as soon as possible. Yeah, right. Because if he does need surgery, they're they're going to they do don't it move, fast. They don't move slowly around and the you, NFL, do they? You just <laughs> heard Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network say, you know, if they opt for surgery, he did say that he, he could be back in mm-hmm. time for the postseason. Yeah. Which again, I don't know enough about core injuries, groin injuries to speak yeah. to it, yeah. but obviously that would be a huge development. Oh yeah, and I I, I think yeah, it, but of course you got to take care of business and ensure you get to the postseason. So sure. Week but by it, week. Yeah, but it's a lot to ask, I would think anybody to, to that is facing that, you know, timeline-wise to be able to get back to that. And I have no idea whether they'll be able to based on the severity of it. Grade 1, grade 2, grade 3, all right. that stuff that Geo always brings up and we'll have him in here tomorrow. But Yeah, we're going to have a full loaded day of just yeah. Jags, I think for Geo. Crazy. But when you think about it, some guys that have been able to come back, let's add to this list. Cam Robinson, we don't know when and if he's going to come back. Now, let's let's do what we did uh, this time yesterday. Hey, Walker Little and Ezra Cleveland look really good on the left side of the line. They're going to dominate again. Well, our tune has changed now because Walker Little is facing an injury. Blake Hans is in. Let's also add to this at least the intel from the Minnesota side, the Minneapolis media, saying that Ezra Cleveland – was thinking of himself as a tackle as much as he was a guard and that he's coming up on his next contract. I don't know whether they'll look at that option, but he's at least been able to step in on the left side of the the ball and and he's been okay. So they they may have to look at all options because Blake Hance played left guard in, in the preseason. And I don't know whether our boy from McClendon comes back soon. Does he not? He should be like, so that's the problem is like, they were at a point with their depth, at least from what, Cooper Hodges told me, in theory, he, he probably gets cleared early November. But they kind of, you know, they were healthy at that point. And so mm-hmm. it was like, well, we'll just let him sit in the incubator a little bit longer. Now you look around and you're like, well, yeah, do we do we need to start ramping well, him up well, and getting him ready to play? Let's add to it, Matt, what you said about Brandon Sheriff. Okay. He looks a lot like Andrew Norwell right now. <laughs> Which is, uh, I don't Which know if you're allowed to say that. But he uh, does. yeah, it's it's not a good. He's not playing as well as you would have liked to have seen. He's been through a couple of injury, not injury filled, but injury riddled seasons with your Jacksonville Jaguars. It's the last thing you wanted to see from an experience. We're talking about an All Pro, very very capable interior lineman when they signed him. You know what he looks like? He he looks like the look on his face is like okay, uh, this isn't happening anymore for me. It's yeah. almost like he thinks okay. Uh, I'm st- he's staring at his mortality right now, his NFL mortality. I can't yeah. do what I used to yeah, do. It's, yeah, it's, yeah it's, and there's it's, nothing it's worse than that as anything. Yeah, you know, and Big Search would always say, "Hey, I you know when myself- it comes." <laughs> well, he said I would consider myself a starter. I ain't no backup, <laughs> and if I don't have starter level skills, then then I'm gonna take a step back. And and I don't know whether you know where Brandon Sheriff is in his thought process, but he's just not performing the way you want to see him perform. Right, so- and it's you know coupled with. Whatever you think of Luke Fortner, whether you are in the school of thought of he's just not getting low enough to the ground, Mm -hmm. if you think he stinks on ice, um, you want to draft another center, I don't see a world in which they do because they spent the first pick of the third round last year on him. They believe he's the brains of the operation. He's got a master's in aerospace engineering. So... Mentally... He's just got to get better. Yeah, yeah, because you don't need to block a tackle with with aerospace. 
You're, you're investing him now. He's yeah. got to get better. And, and aerospace stuff. Yes, aerospace stuff. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going to go. And then, I, I, I was going to say engineering, and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm talking well, about. Um, sh- shout out to my friend Stephen Soliday who posted and was like, man, we need to reevaluate where we are as a country that this man who has a master's in aerospace engineering is the center for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the other dude that uh, – and Josh Dobbs that yeah. could right. do anything he wanted. Science. Uh, right. you, know, is, you know, he can recite pie to what? The- we could already be finding a way out of this solar system. Alas, our two sources of that knowledge yeah. are playing in the National Football League. It's classic. All right, let's get ready for the Francis Show coming up next. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Lauren Brooks joins us. Frangie's show getting ready to roll, taking over. Uh, no Victory Tuesday. No Victory Tuesday. I am not going to blame the refs. Anton Harrison, that's probably technically holding. I'm surprised they called it. But it's not the refs' fault. That's not why the Jaguars lost. I heard they were an angry bunch that didn't like being in town. I heard that the Jaguars oh. are always paying off the refs per those Houston Texans <laughs> yeah. fans. And that the NFL, the NFL wants the Jaguars to win. Well, I don't know. Roger Goodell was there. And uh, the Jaguars didn't win. No, they did not. And it was interesting to see Goodell. And it looked like Dwan Smoot gave a fan two tickets to the Super Bowl. So that was really cool. The lighting up of the stadium I thought was amazing. It was strong. It was great. And then the fans, I you can feel it in that building. They're ready to explode, Joe. Like, yeah. Just give them one thing yeah. and they will erupt. It, it, you know, I think what happened is they had the blackout and then yeah. the team blacked out. I, I really think that's what happened. <laughs> well, they I mean, just completely lost it. It certainly was. It was back and forth. So it was, I think if you're not a Jaguars or a Bengals fan, and obviously if you're a Bengals fan, it ended up great. But I think you weren't as stressed. It was entertainment for like, the rest think, of the nation. I think Troy Aikman and, J- and Joe Buck enjoyed the heck out of that game. Probably, yeah. yeah. I would think so. But, yeah, the I was really surprised that the special teams didn't play well and obviously that the defense didn't play well. But at least it's not season-ending for Trevor Lawrence. It's not an ankle surgery that has to happen, that tightrope surgery. So there's good news, I suppose. And, yeah. oh, by the way, teams with backup quarterbacks can win in the NFL. Exactly. So go do that on Sunday. It's still in front of them. So you guys will be getting into that. All of that, yep. And we have a scholar-athlete coming up as well. All right, sounds good. Lauren Brooks, Frank Frangie, Hayes Carline, RJ Saunders. They'll have it coming up right now. Our takeaways. Now, today's takeaways. Brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. I feel like Lauren's always a fresh breath of... No mm-hmm. matter what's wrong, yeah, optimism. It'll be, it'll be okay. Yeah, it'll all be okay. Mm-hmm. My takeaway is uh, the transfer portal is going crazy right now, and it looks like Dylan Gabriel's going to be the next Oregon quarterback. Ooh, that's spicy. Dylan Gabriel with his 125 career touchdowns. He is fun, fun, four thousand like passing yards. He saw what Bo Nix did and said, "Okay, I'll go hang out with Dan Lanning." I think UG. some of these guys are now going to just. Have a like wish for a pandemic every five years so they can get an extra year. It's crazy. Huh? Once a night, always a night, though, yeah. right, Joe? Yeah. Uh, besides my lack of understanding of human anatomy that I've discovered over the past sixteen or so hours, uh, my other takeaway is Doug Peterson seemed very optimistic about Trevor, and you can say he's holding his cards tight to the vest. You can say he's being overly optimistic. You could say whatever you want to say. Uh, I see a certain um, former host of this show already on Twitter panicking about how many games Trevor is going to miss. Mm -hmm. We don't know at this point, but all signs from his camp and from the Jags say it could have been a lot worse. So let's count our blessings. Yeah. The sun came up. 
Best to Christian Kirk and the rest of the Jaguars that are fighting some injuries this week. My takeaway is that the Bengals took something away from you last night. Uh, They took a little bit of your soul. They took a little bit of your football confidence. uh, And you got to build it back up. And the only way you do that is to go toe-to-toe with somebody else and knock them out. And we'll see if the Jaguars can do that on Sunday. We'll spend the rest of the week talking about that one and plenty more. We say thanks to Beaver Chevy and Beaver Toyota. Don't forget the shopping experience. You want it to be good because you're buying a brand new or a pre-owned ride. So go to a place where they will make sure they wow you. The experience from the sale to the service and beyond. BeaverChevrolet.com. You can find them on Phillips Highway. Beaver Toyota St. Augustine.com right there in the AUG on US1. We are out. Joe C., me, O'Brien, Matty Hayes, Big Sarson, JJ.